Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned it with that old man. This is what I am, what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. damn. This is who I am, who I am. Man, I don't give a damn. damn. This is what I am, what I am. And I just don't give a damn. My G's still pumping, sold on the coaster, you know that my doja kosher game over, soldier, I'm cooling, be on the sofa, you are listening live, we'll do it live, of course, unless you're not listening live, this is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast, it is Wednesday, January 31st, 2018, uh, I am your host, Travis Bryant, and uh, with me, per usual, is my main man, Cameron Hawkins. Cam, what's happening? What's going on, man? Hey, not too much, man. Uh, how are things? Things are all right. Things are all right. Good to hear. Uh, we've got, um, man, we've got a lot of things to talk about. And we've got uh, yeah. a few things that could, that could, uh, that we could go in, in, in depth with uh, that, that there's a lot of different opinions about. So let's get right to it. Um, let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent information. If you want to call into the show, uh, talk to Cam and myself directly, you got to hit us up on the Constellation lines. Uh, give us a call at 347-202-0103. Uh, once again, that's 347-202-0103. Uh, if you can't call us, you can always shoot us an email anytime during the week, anytime during the show. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Uh, find us on the email tip at eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Looks like we've got... Two non-VIP uh, emails in, so I think Nathan and Gibran sent something in. So, <clears throat> yeah, get your emails in. Questions, comments, uh, rants, uh, fantasy bookings, I don't know, whatever. Why don't you say what's up? Hit us up. Again, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter is another option, another way to get at us. You can find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter. Hit me up there uh, personally. At um, Trav Lord. Hey, look at that. Craig's back. I hear from Craig in a little while. Or maybe that's just me. Maybe I missed, missed his tweets. Um, again, at Trav Lord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. And, um, oh, and Facebook. That's the last bastion of Good Adage. Find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. Uh, or just search East Coast Cast or PWTorch and find us amongst the uh, Torch family of pages. And uh, shout out this week to uh, Jamal, uh, Jamal Price, Anthony Thomas, and. Jonathan Godfrey. So, yeah, shouts out to you guys. Uh, share the page on your timeline. 
uh, tag your wrestling pals in it. You know how that whole sharing and interacting thing works. So, uh, yeah, do that for us. Spread the word and, um, yeah, interact with us there. So, again, Cam, we got plenty to talk about. So let's, uh, let's, let's jump right into, I guess, polls and headlines, and that shall lead us into the uh, major topics of the week. Yeah, I think I think the headline's easy. It's uh, the Royal Rumble happenings and fallout. Um, everything kind of sits on that. Um, we have a lot to talk about with the Rumble. Um, we had the uh, the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, um, which I think was really fun. You know, culminated by Ronda Rousey, you know, appearing doing the WrestleMania point. Um, us getting word that she's signed a full time deal. Um, so so that's kind of a I think the, the, the heavy stuff first, Men's Royal Rumble, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura wins, uh, Women's Royal Rumble, Oscar wins. Um, both champions retain, so at least at this point, um, it seems like Lesnar and AJ are going to be the champions heading into Royal Rumble. Um, it's already been at least semi-confirmed, uh, Nakamura and uh, AJ Styles for the title of WrestleMania. Um, yeah, it's a... A boatload to say. Um, I guess we can kind of try to go through it uh, as they close because not every poll is closed just yet. Um, the first one, um, after her Royal Rumble debut, in what capacity would you want to see Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania? It's interesting. There are four options, um, and one option got 50% of the vote. So one option got 303 votes, and that was Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. For the uh, Raw Women's or for the SmackDown Women's Title at uh, WrestleMania, five percent uh, wanted to see her face Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Title. Thirty-seven percent wanted to see her on a mixed tag versus Triple H and Stephanie, and then eight percent selected other. Yeah, eight percent went with other, and we had uh, some interesting responses as far as that goes. Um, and I think Travis, we're going to have a long conversation tonight whether it's just uh, something we decide to talk about or if it's something that a caller brings up about this this perceived idea of a deserved WrestleMania spot, which I find asinine. Um, That's, we'll, we get we have that conversation, I'm sure, every January, February, WrestleMania March, season. and April. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it I, was a big deal when Rock came back and Punk made an issue and Ziggler made an issue, and like some people in the locker room, and John Cena had his promos in 2011 and 2012 and 2013. You know, we don't remember how that went. So you know that that leaks out to the fans, and the fans go, "Yeah, how about that?" Or I feel slighted in this way, and you know, spots, and you know, it's like there is an element to that for sure, but. It's like we sit here and complain on one hand. I bet you those same fans will complain that there's a seven and a half hour roll, uh, uh, WrestleMania with, uh, with, uh, 17 matches on it. So, and, and, like, if you you have have a problem with, if you have a problem with the WrestleMania card and you think your favorite deserves a spot against whoever, if you're not standing and cheering the entire time they're in a lesser match, you're full of shit. 
like, I don't know how else to put it. Like, you say this person deserves this spot. Like, okay, are you buying their merch? Like, are you being sure to tune in uh, when they're on TV? Are you liking their Instagram pages? Are you tweeting them all the time? Or is it just cool to be a purist in your mind and say who deserves what and who doesn't? Like, I, I Based on not what you think. It. Yeah, it's, it's not based true. on any. It's not based on, like, oh, I see these numbers. It's just all, like, with that yeah. <laughs> per individual I don't like, is, deals. Yeah. I don't like that part-timers come in and, and do things. But it's like, look, like, did all these things are built on special attractions. Like, that's what brings in money. If If WWE goes out of business, you would come up with every excuse except they didn't bring in big names to make the casual audience curious. Like, it just it just makes so much sense to me. Like, I just don't have loyalty to people I don't know like that. Like, I want it to be great if everybody could be successful and everybody could be in the main event and everybody was utilized to the maximum mobility. That would be perfect. But, like, Alex Smith just got traded to Washington. Alex Smith has been winning the division for two years straight. Um, Early on was an MVP candidate, had one of the best seasons of his career statistically, and guess what? They went with the younger guy because they think he has the potential to get them further. You can't be a fan. For longer. Can they be wrong? Sure. But why does it – like, if you have, if you're a Chiefs fan, I bet you were happy you drafted a quarterback in the first round because you felt like you can get all that you could get out of that person. Like, look, I, ever since uh, before Comic Con, uh, but especially after Comic Con, I've been a huge proponent of Bailey. I think Bailey's been done a disservice on the main roster. I think she's a lot better than they give her credit for, and she can make a whole lot more money than there than she is right now. Guess what? If you put Bailey and Ronda Rousey in front of me and said one of these two have to have a match at WrestleMania, I'm picking Ronda Rousey because I want money. Like, and Bailey's gonna have to understand. I don't know how else to go about it. Like, it's not about right and wrong. It's about the bottom line. And Ronda Rousey stands to make more money in a match than any other woman probably on the. If you could get Gal Gadot to come to WrestleMania and wrestle somebody, okay. But every other woman, there's not another woman on the planet that's going to make more money in, in a woman. Too. In Wonder Woman gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> or as close maybe as they Oprah, can get to it without Maybe like. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> like, there's... <laughs> outside Wait of that, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just throwing mm-hmm. all the biggest names in the world that I can out there. But no woman on the planet stands to make as much money for you as Ronda Rousey does right now. So I don't care about who deserves what. I deserve to use my platform to make as much money as possible. That's what I deserve. So miss me with paying your dues. I don't give a damn about your dues. If if you run a company and somebody's been there for 10 years and they're okay at the job and you get a resume from somebody who's been killing the job elsewhere and they come in, and you have to choose one, and your money's on the line, you're probably going to go with the person who has less experience but more potential. It's just what it is. And I don't think wrestling should be this thing that's isolated um, outside of regular business as far as you making as much money as you can. Like, right, or, or regular rent, personal but, yeah. 
personal life. Like if you were presented with some situation in, you know, in your in your life, it's just like I'm going to, you know, and that's not necessarily like a job or a career decision. Just super personal, you and whoever's close to you, and you know, are making these decisions. You'd you'd go with the thing that's going to benefit you the most and you guys the most. Like, stop it. <laughs> you know, but. And again, I, I, if Bailey's a professional, and which again after Comic Con that kind of stuff, it's like, well, yes, the the doe-eyed Bailey, like that, she really plays well. That's not really how she's like negotiating her contract. Like, guys, just pay me what you you think I'm worth because it's just a dream to be here. Like, that's no, that's not how Bailey's like, you know, handling business. So she should understand. You know, she might as a competitor, as a as a wrestler, as a performer, want be like, I want to be on that show, or I want to be in that spot. Because again, I'll probably she'll probably be on WrestleMania in some capacity. You know, but it's that spot, it's that that spotlight. Eh, you know, but the, but but Bailey, the the, the businesswoman, understands. Like, yeah, no, I I, I really had no shot. Again, like, it would be stupid. Like, so or at least yeah, I, I mean, hope Bailey the business. You should want, if you want Bailey to have a job as long as she possibly can, then you want the doors to stay open on the WWE trucks or locker room. You know what keeps the doors open? Bringing in a whole lot of money. And and just this year, right now, Ronda Rousey stands to make more money than any other woman they can bring in. Like, it just, to me, it just makes sense. Like, now, what we can talk about, Travis, I absolutely understand. Like, I, I don't know if I agree because there's layers to it. Um, so I don't, like, agree with Shahid or I don't agree with Rich necessarily, but I absolutely understand the sentiment that Oscar wins the Rumble. It's a huge moment. And then, you know, Ronda Rousey comes out at the end of that. Now, I But what's the gist think, of their – what's their issue? Just to, well, just uh, that – Ronda could have come out the next night. Um, okay. Yeah, like Ronda could have right. come out the next night, and that been effective. Um, that she didn't have to come out at the, you know, at the uh, the culmination of. I mean, at least to date, the culmination of the women's evolution, right. as they call it now. Like Bigfoot and um, Bigfooting that 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 moment for those. Yeah. those women. And my thing about it and is that like, woman in particular, Oscar. Yeah. <clears throat> and what I would like, there's no to me. If I'm if I'm Oscar, right, and again I'm I'm not her, I don't know her personality, I don't know her motivations, but I would love the optic of, you know, the biggest women's combat act coming out after I win and getting getting the visual of me slapping her hand away because I don't get down with her like that. I love that. That was cool. That That would be great. great to me. People who don't and yeah, she played it perfect. People who don't know who I am got to see me. Visually, I stand out from the other three white blonde ladies that are in the ring, and if they read up, you know, they'll see, you know, what I can do. Like, yeah, again, I I completely understand where Rich is coming from. That's kind of how how I felt about it. Like, I would be happy to be in that position. But, but yeah, um, like, overall, I just think other than Ronda kind of smiling at everybody and kind of, you know, being – Oh shucks! I'm so happy to be here. Fantasy camp. I thought it was all pretty good. Yeah. So 
<clears throat> therein therein lies the issue I had with with it. Um, not even the the come out come out uh, after you know kind of Bigfoot in the moment because I didn't necessarily like what was going on already. I was like, what are they? So those three are just going to like I get what they're doing. <clears throat> like, ooh, who's she going to choose? Uh, but. I just I wasn't a fan of what that visual and what they were going for. It's like ah, this could be played. They could be doing this better. Like this is still just uh-huh. hey, let's all stand there and get the shot of WrestleMania in the background. You know, the sign in the background. So so Ronda coming out at that moment, I was like, oh, I was expecting her. I didn't get her at thirty. I got Trish. I didn't get her at like I just was expecting her possibly in the Rumble. Um, my issue was her demeanor and. Her, her entire aura, like, yeah. like you said, all shucks. I get to play wrestler now. Like what? Because like, that's not why people like always... Ronda Rousey to fight her because she comes out and is like, yeah, look at us, we're in you. Like even when it literally was societal, <clears throat> so societally societal changing, it changed WWE how they promoted women. Like her ascension yep. and stuff, but she wasn't like, oh, I'm so glad the bantamweight or whatever their belt's called, you know, the division's called. I'm so glad Dana White and the whoever brothers in well, UFC gave beef. us this platform. It was beef. It was smoke. Like she wanted smoke a hundred percent of the time. She had and I'm not saying that she didn't believe that. Like, yeah, I mean, sure. She's like, hell yeah, thanks UFC for 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 finally, you know, realizing that we can be, you know, women get, fighters can be draws. Great. Now let's go out here and we're going to prove it and make a ton of money for you. And they did. So that was legitimate societal changing. Like, you know, where and she wasn't like, oh shucks, look at look at this. And then you come over here where you have complete like marketing control and all that kind of stuff. And to pull that and to do that, it's it's just she's compromised from the beginning. She's already compromised. She's already now she's not already just another wrestler or just another superstar. That's obviously not not the case. But she's not, you know, what she could have been. Like if she didn't go out there and you know try to shake hands and hug Stephanie McMahon. It was the same issue people had with Bischoff hugging Vince. The same issue they had with Batista when he returned and how that never worked. Well, part of it was because from your first day back, you hugging Triple H and Stephanie, the authority and the heights of their, you know, scumbaggery and, and just all that kind of, that stuff in 2013, uh, 2014. Uh, it's, yeah, jump back in, Cam. Um, yeah, so, so really quick, um, just so they don't linger, let's um, jump through – we'll jump through the rest of the polls really quick. Um, I, I asked uh, everybody's opinion on the first ever women's rumble. Uh, 6% bad, 12% okay, um, 30% great, and 52% good. Um, I think – um, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a special shout out to Sasha Banks, who, you know, if she's if Eddie Guerrero's who she emulates, like salute to her. Fifty four minutes, uh, she has a different level of gas to her. She put on a great match the next night with uh, with Oscar. Like Sasha Banks to me is um, probably the MVP of the night. 
I don't know if it's the weekend, um, but but yeah, she fantastic performance. Um, I think it's great that you know they got uh, really positive reviews from people who watched. Um, you know, important for us as fans, definitely important for little little girls coming up to want to be viewed on the same level, and they definitely deserve that opportunity. I think the women did a great job. Um, I got my Trish Mickey moment, which was important to me because that's still one of my top five favorite Mania matches of all time. Um, just just really good all around. Um, um, we did get Rey Mysterio um, returning at least for one night. Looked great. Um, as soon as he came out with the tight pants, I was like, oh, I bet he can, like, run and stuff again. And he did not disappoint. It's like those knees never broke down. Um, I asked. I, I was surprised. I I was su- really surprised at how I had because I haven't watched Lucha Underground or anything. Um, but I was surprised at how agile and fluid Ray looked. He kept it yeah. simple, or as simple as that, you know, style can uh, can be. Uh, called doing six one nine. But he looked better than his last step that we were. You know, like, no, absolutely. He looked a lot better in this rumble than he did in the one where he came out thirty and got booed. Yeah, I guess that was twenty fourteen. Yeah. So yeah, four so years he, later, um, he looked a lot better. He certainly was, you know, his body was, you know, sculpted and looked, looked right good, now. and he looks, had a he bunch of new tattoos. I think so. WWE. I think mean, that's what's crazy to say. Like he's never had that physique in WWE because he was either wearing yeah, oh, some kind of top or you know, got, got to differ. You think he looks he look better in WWE? I, I'm specifically about his body, not being as you know, like he's been jacked up and chiseled, and you know the whole musculature. No, I, thing. I agree. He's absolutely been jacked up. I, I mean, looking looking like looking like Rey Mysterio from WCW grown up might be what I want to say. If that physique, okay. like if that guy hit a growth spurt, that's what I think he looks like now. As opposed to being big on the uh, big on the verge of bulky, like I thought he was the majority of his WWE run. But that's an aesthetic thing. And how yeah. great is it for him to be able to wear to have that mask and to to not age in that way? Yeah, you'll never see you a know? gray hair on the period. You know, yeah. like and he's you know super baby face, line. you know, kind of guy. When he was nineteen, he looked you know twelve. You know, so exactly. he, he always, you know, exactly. had a youthful look to him. But you know, it's so did John Cena. But when you see his picture from, tw- you know, oh five, you're like, oh shit, that guy's got, you know, so like everybody different. else. Hey, he got old, and you know, or you know, he yeah. got older. Twelve years, fourteen, whatever. Um, a huge benefit. So you don't you even get that with Ray. You don't, you don't mm-hmm. get that shocking. Oh wow, look at the difference. You know, like oh yeah, forty still looks great, but yeah, look at the difference. So that's that's yeah. cool. So we had, but yeah. yeah, we had three options there. Um, if you were playing fantasy GM, where would you place Rey Mysterio after his return at the Royal Rumble? Eighteen um, percent said uh, Monday Night Raw, thirty-nine percent said SmackDown, and forty-three percent said Two Hundred Five Live. Um, you know, yeah. in ways, I, I went with the SmackDown. Is it SmackDown? Yeah. Yeah, in ways, yeah for reasons. I don't think you want Rey Mysterio as good as he looked, trying to keep up with. Cedric Alexander yeah. and those guys on 205 Live put him in the U.S. Yeah. title, uh, U.S. level, and yeah, go from there. Maybe so get the a Mysterio open imagine a one-off pay-per-view line. match with uh, AJ Styles for the for the WWE t- title that he you know doesn't win, but uh, that's a good match. Yeah, I think um, 
yeah, you know, 205 Live made its own interesting move uh, this last week that we'll probably get into. So we can talk about that. Uh, the final poll was uh, what was the best match of Royal Rumble weekend? And, I mean, if if this match so happened, if this match happened a month earlier, if this match happened on, you know, December. Uh, you think that's the match of the year? I, I do. <laughs> I think it went. I think it wow. Beat out, I mean, it's obviously super. Yeah. Would have been super fresh in everybody's mind. Yeah, I think it beats out Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate for match of the year, at least NXT. Um, yeah. So seven percent went to Aleister Black and Adam Cole. Thirteen percent went to the Women's Royal Rumble. Twenty percent went to the Men's Rumble, and sixty percent of the vote went to Gargano versus Almas for the NXT title. Um, I, 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 I I'd like to know what those saying, people were thinking. Those twenty percent were thinking. Like, huh. mm. one thing I'll say: this is probably the first time I've done a poll that uh, that asked the best match of a weekend. Where not one response was, "Why didn't you include this other match?" So that's a good thing. I think you know. Oh sure. Let, let, I just think it took you through every emotion. Um, you know, they've had a great match before that was really just a one-off, and that's where they first kind of introduced them being able to do the mind games thing with Gargano. I think both of them are just so good offensively. They both sell so well. They're so fluid. Having Zelina Vega at ringside just really adds to, you know, Almas's character. Um, you know, one thing that they have now, Travis, that I think is probably going to wear out its welcome, but it won't be for a while. The new ring post that they have, the fact that they make that crashing sound whenever somebody hits them, I think really adds to matches. And they used shoulder or faces hitting those things all weekend, and just the uh, the audible sound of it is really good. That they incorporated that. Um, you know, Gargano taking shots to the head. His, his wife coming. Um, you know, him celebrating his effort on the way out. Chomp is showing up. I just think it had all the makings of. What I I think we have to say is the best, at least the best NXT title match ever. Like I really think it already has that distinction. Um, it was great. Like I don't know what else to say about it, and I, I think people seem to agree. Just a fantastic match, and you know what a weekend for Cian Almas, who was like dead in the water eight months ago. But what a weekend for him! Like just super impressive. Yeah, again, I, I, that that men's Royal Rumble was. Fine, you know it was paint by numbers. I thought, I thought, I think was it new? Day? I think New Day kind of stood out as like the goofs of the match. Like they they didn't have a they didn't have a, the best weekend. Um, I thought that was the week that pancake thing was. I thought they started out great with catching his foot and all that stuff, but oh, let's yeah. stop and get a plate of pancakes and put it under your foot. No, they should have immediately stood up and hoisted my man back in there on some, you know, fly shit. But yeah. they did the stupid. So did you notice stuff. when Almas eliminates him, he starts to throw him over the rope where the New Day is and then turns him back. Oh, and then he took him to the other side. Yeah. It was really, like, that's good. Like, he, yeah. And, and real quick, shout out to Ember Moon, too, who I just, man, being in NXT and having – like, to me, NXT is like a dungeon. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, there's a microscope on you. A dungeon. 
And what I mean by that is like it's like 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 a like a pit like you're a pit fighter like you're really just there okay. with your with your emotions and you're there with your wits about you. And I just think like the way that she fought with that injured arm in the Rumble, um, the way she squared up with Asuka, and they still have that rivalry, which I think is eventually going to pay off on the main roster. Um, just mm-hmm. both of the NXT champions, I just thought had a very good showing in there with their main their uh, main roster counterparts. I uh, just just carried themselves like they belonged there. It's really good stuff. The Women's Royal Rumble, one more point. I I, I didn't hear uh, much talk of this, so maybe I was it was just me or people just it wasn't big enough deal for people to express. Uh but I was so like a, a half the match I spent worried about how the women were taking the top rope bumps because that was just going into it that was you know and then with the with the veterans you know the Kelly Kellys and the you know I mean I just think veterans isn't you know what do you call them whatever the the former WWE divas yeah not named Trish and even Trish but she you know like Lita and 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 Kelly and Michelle McCool. Like I was, I thought she was going to hurt somebody. Like she might have. Like these women haven't taken a bump. Like they, I'm sure. I hope, please, that they did. They over the weekend or the leading the week leading up, maybe the month leading up, like ran the ropes and you know, and not, maybe not Kelly Kelly. She doesn't. Um. And, and just took bumps because they did look. Their bumps looked good. I, I, there wasn't any of that uh, because bumps aren't easy to to get down. And you know, once you have it, you got it. But you know, um, but I, I was just like, ooh, on edge. Like, ah, be careful, be careful. You know, and I don't know if that's just like some inherent, you know, something I got to think. Look at my look inward. Like, hey, why are you? You know, if it was a bunch of NXT men or rookie jobber men, you wouldn't have been really like because. But it's more like no, because those jobber guys wrestle every weekend. (laughs) That's more my concern. These ladies haven't been in wrestled for seven, eight years, and you know, I was just say, God, I hope the Brooklyn Brawler's okay. Like, yeah, my thing would don't put Brooklyn Brawler in a position where he's got to like use a ton of strength or you know like protect him and yourself in that way. And I, and they would be smart enough, I think, to 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 not do that. But again, the the women like these Kelly Kellys and types, they're not they're, their wrestling IQ wasn't exactly you know sharp. You were never good, <laughs> so right. And then that. on then the athleticism on top, you know, isn't isn't mm-hmm. stellar either. But again, they 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 got through it, and I was very obviously really glad and just really proud. Like, wow, they uh, they really pulled this off, and I think that like gives that match some more, you know, some more points. Yeah. Mhm. Because it's like they got they got through it. It's it's probably probably some similar feelings when they had that hell in the cell. 
and you know they're do you know you're like okay are they going to do some risky dumb shit um and at the end it's like okay they got through it and you know if they have another one they could look back on that so it's i guess growing pains like maybe like a like when your kids riding a bike or doing something playing football or whatever and you just like every play like oh, I hurt my baby you know yeah <laughs> so not to these women or my kids but you know so when about to get hurt so all right that was a lively opening uh, discussion let's Take this thing to uh, to the people. Uh, the chat room is open, by the way. I see uh, uh, Mike in Grand Rapids, and I assume Wade. It's the torch, <laughs> the torch blog talk radio. Maybe it's Craig or uh, who somebody else, but it's probably Wade tuning in. Is that Wade? Um, and a couple of guests, but nobody said anything. So go join those guys uh, over in the chat room. And, uh, yeah, so, again, hit us up, Constellation Line, 347-202-0103. Talk directly to us. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's start things off with an old friend who we haven't heard from in a little bit. Let's uh, go to Shahid from uh, up the street. Uh, Shah, what's happening? What up? <sighs> Nothing much. How are you guys doing this afternoon? Yeah, I hadn't called in a long time, um, but I figured a special event like this deserves a, a call from me because it seems like, like you said, like clockwork. Every every year around this time, we start hearing this whole about deserve and earning your spot and business versus fandom, and I guess it's kind of like, you know, some things don't change. But I would, I do have a question though, you know, because I have some thoughts about the Ronda Rousey thing, as you guys know. So let's, here's how it started off. Let's say, for example, that, you know, instead of showing up for the Royal Rumble, you know, Rousey gets her one day off from filming her move and she decides to show up on Raw. So if she does that, how do you think? the show, the Royal Rumble would come off because the only reason the women's Royal Rumble goes on last is specifically because Ronda Rousey's there. Otherwise, that match doesn't go on last. And you have Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, celebrating after beating John Cena and Roman Reigns and then challenging AJ Styles going last. And the women's Rumble is Asuka winning, pointing at Charlotte and Alexa Bliss with their outfits on and figure out who she's going to wrestle in a month. I mean, is that a better, you know, I know people said the whole thing, they felt kind of like, you know, Ronda Rousey came and hogged her spotlight and Bigfooted her and it was heavy handed and it kind of like, you know, made Oscar look less. And my thing is, if her coming out for five minutes and point looking goofy makes you feel a certain way about Oscar, how did you really feel about Oscar? Like, that's all it took? Yeah. I dig that. I mean, like, seriously, I mean, like, we all know how they feel about Oscar. Like, she's a big deal. They've made her a big deal since the moment she's signed with WWE. She went through NXT, didn't lose a match. She's come on Raw and basically, like, blitzed everybody she's wrestled. They let her cut promos in Japanese on Raw. Like, they're pushing her basically kind of like, you know, they're pushing her basically kind of like, you know, 
this is going to be our superstar woman, this woman that's in her 30s that does not speak English well, and it doesn't make a difference because we know she's something special. They're giving the women time. They're giving her time. Like she had, you know, that match, her and Sasha Banks, they were hyping the hell out that match. And all of that is, you know, because of Ronda Rousey. Stephanie McMahon being mawkish and claiming the women's revolution and we're going to make the women special and yada, yada, yada. That's because they saw, wow, Ronda Rousey can make money. She can be a woman and do something. Because it's something about Ronda Rousey where people do not want to see her succeed. The same stuff happened in UFC when she first started UFC. Why is she in the main event? People don't want to watch girls. People don't want to watch girls fight. She's overrated. Yada, yada, yada. She got all that talk. Proved it wrong till she didn't. And now she's getting the same talk in WWE about, you know, they're going to ruin her. They're going to ruin the women. Somebody else deserves better. They're going to, like, this is the first time that you can say with a straight face that the biggest star that signed to a contract that's going to wrestle more than once in WWE is a woman. That's, you've never been able to say that. That's going to elevate yeah. every woman. That's going to elevate every single woman, for better or for worse, that's going to be there solely off the face. So it's like, we got Ronda Rousey. We got to use her. She's got to fight somebody, so we got to talk about her. And we got to talk about everybody else. They're going to start getting more main events. They're going to start getting multiple segments because they like attention. They're like these kids that I just want to be loved by the cool kids. That's Vince McMahon. Like, that's always been his thing. Not, you know, just being liked by wrestling fans. He wants to be liked by non-wrestling fans. Like, he wants that cool money. And this is an opportunity where, you know, you got this big star that actually likes wrestling. They're going to go behind it. It's going to be obnoxious. Like, you think that Roman Reigns push got on people's nerves. Like, (laughs) this shit is going to be like, you know what? Put these bras back in the kitchen. Have them do raw panty matches. Like, that's what we're going to be running into, for better or for worse. Yeah, it's a big difference from, you know, Sable, who uh, who matches the criteria, you, uh, half the criteria. Uh, well, no, I guess she did technically wrestle more than, you know, more than once. But still, it was nobody was cared about her wrestling. Nobody was make, wanted to see her because she was an athlete. It was because we want to see her tits and she's going to do slutty things and, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, almost 20 years later, no, 20 years later, it's, uh, you can add the caveat that, yeah, nobody's paying to see Ronda Rousey's tits. Like, that is not a part of her gimmick. It's all about because she's, you know, coming to punch people in the face, and how are they going to do that? So I think that's uh, certainly worth uh, worth noting. Because they did have, at one point, I don't think Sable outdrew Austin. Well, maybe, because she got, didn't, I don't know. I don't want to speculate on that thing. I don't know. But she was up there as far as, you know, for a year, two, or three, as far as uh, making and drawing money. Uh, But, again, for very different reasons. I mean, like, I get in this whole about, you know, deserve and taking spots. Why we keep doing this? Like, this has been a thing since wrestling's been a thing. I'm sure if we had internet back then, people be pissed at people be pissed at Joe Lewis. From oh, I made the joke like, oh, Muhammad Ali fighting a Noki. That should have been the great Kabuki spot. Like, huh? Like, but, like, but again, I, 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 I sort of mentioned it earlier. You, these are probably some of the same people who get upset that the show is so long and that they put so many. Um, so many people on the show. 
like fit everybody I on. Would, like you can't have it both ways. You can't be like, well, she's taking somebody's spot, and then be mad when somebody when it's like, well, no, we're gonna give them, we're gonna put them on the show and give them a check. It's not gonna be that check, but you know they're there and they can want to get that royalty, or, you know, twenty years from now from that DVD or whatever. Uh, so yeah, they're here. You, it's that's you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah. In defense of that, and Rich brought up a good point, he was saying it is a difference between acknowledging the fact that Ronda Rousey would deserve a spot on WrestleMania and then feeling a certain way that she took away from women at the Royal Rumble. So I will say that. My my rebuttal would be, like, no one had it. Like, Karen brought up the whole Roman Reigns-Rock thing. Because people like, you know, Roman Reigns won, the Rock came out, and it didn't make a difference. Roman Reigns still got booed. But nobody was saying, you know, the rock big footed Roman Reigns that was taking the spot. Him. It was more like Yeah, they were just saying the hell. You no, know, the from? story was holy shit, you see Rock's face when he realized nobody was cheering, they were booing Roman. You know, but yeah, but nobody yep, no, that's all those are all true things. Yeah. I would but the and, point and we've I seen a million times the- over big big end of show, somebody celebrating and then they run the angle of, but wait, look who just showed up. Like, that's a trope. That's not like a, a disrespect or a Bigfoot. It's like, no, but it's a, but wait, yeah. there's more kind of moment. Yeah, and was, if they did it on Raw, Raw's not going to, Raw might only do the normal post pay per view or post Royal Rumble bump. You know, but if it's like, oh shit, WrestleMania, or Ronda Rousey was. Was their point at the WrestleMania sign? She looks like she's getting all involved and everything. I got to watch Raw tomorrow or tonight or whenever he realizes. Mm-hmm. So it's like if they show if she doesn't show up till Raw, they obviously missed it. So no, I was going to yeah. say like the point I was going to bring up was one UFC does it all the time where you know they just have a big match at the end and then oh somebody just happened to be in the crowd and they just sashay their ass in the ring to set up the next thing. But the one I bring up wrestling-related, Mike Tyson. Like, that whole rumble that Austin won, they spent half the time giving Mike Tyson a blow. Like, oh, Mike Tyson, baddest man, Mike Tyson. Who do you think going to win? Cold Stone, Steve Austin, he the best. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson. Like, they kept going back and forth but to that damn box. Do you think there's anybody complaining about Ronda Rousey, no matter how old they are, assuming they're either our age or we're like – teenagers or at least kind of like old enough to understand what was going on in, in, in 98 when that happened. If Mike Tyson decided to go, you know what, I'm, I'm, I've got enough in me, I'm going to dedicate, you know, the next five years to being the best pro wrestler or whatever. I'm going to be a pro wrestler. And that was his introduction Like, do you think they'd be like he's taking somebody's spot if, when they go, when they go he's wrestling at WrestleMania instead of Wait. being the you know, um, enforcer? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, we they'd have been like, "Holy shit, this is awesome! Time. Like, wow, mm, Austin's nah. going to wrestle like Mike Tyson or a Rock or somebody's going to wrestle Mike Tyson." Eventually. Wait, are you asking if that rest? It depends on the mindset of the wrestling fan. Like a certain no, I'm just saying the person complaining about like, Rousey showing up taking somebody's spot would have been like gushing over. If Mike Tyson decided to take wrestling super serious and become I mean, a pro wrestler, it's kind of like in, in the most I mean, it's related. 
this relates to the point you had about Ronda Rousey's demeanor when she came in, like, playing wrestler and smiles like that. Mike Tyson was coming in acting like a goofball. He's going to be, like, standing up to Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I remember seeing that whole thing, and it didn't bother me because, like, I know who Mike Tyson is. I know what Mike Tyson can do. And at the same time, I'm going to give him a pass. It's like, look, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm excited to be here. I'm standing in front of somebody that, you know, I'm a fan of. And, like, even stars are yeah. fan of other stars. And at the same time, I would disagree. Like, you know, Mike Tyson I, was a goofball. But. I mean, he coming in smiling. He <laughs> Mike Tyson was coming off, 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 of, off of jail time and was a maniac. <laughs> he was, no. if anything, people were like, that guy's like a lunatic if he did like some goofy no. and smiled. Or no. I don't I Maybe I didn't watch it in real time. I mean, yeah. Y'all did. No. So. <laughs> I remember how he was acting the box. I remember how he was acting with the box with Shane. He was acting like, "Oh, I'm a nine year old. I got kettle corn popcorn, and it's the first time I ever had it before, and this is amazing." And like, you know, I know people felt like a certain way about Ronda Rousey. You know, she was like pointing. You know, she's pointing and she's smiling like that. And yeah, I get it. You know, she's not me mugging. I'm gonna tear the hair off of a chicken, Ronda Rousey. But I know what Ronda Rousey can do. Like. She was a bronze medalist in judo. You know, so that, but, you know. I'm so most people know Ronda Rousey. Know, like, know. I mean, they I, might have an idea. They me. might saw clips. They might. Last thing they know, she got knocked. Then she get knocked the fuck out by somebody twice or back to back. Yeah, I mean, so, so did Brock Lesnar. And we had that same conversation about Brock Lesnar. You know, I don't know if Brock Lesnar still be seen as a Brock big came deal. Back and saw destroyed what John Cena. He didn't come in and yeah, hug but before, no, and but before that, no, I'm saying, but before he had that match, and when he first got mm-hmm. came back, I heard the same people complain like, I don't know if they should make Brock Lesnar a big deal. You saw what Ophirine did to me coming off two straight losses. The luster's <laughs> off, and that, oh yeah, yeah, I guess that. people called him. Yeah, people called in on the show and made those same complaints. Like all of a sudden, you know, Brock Lesnar's gonna show up. He gonna catch CM Punk's hands and have a glass jaw, like. And my whole point was, yeah, if he's fighting out the overring at SummerSlam, you can bring that point up. If he's having a wrestling match with wrestlers, that point's irrelevant. And, dude, we've seen what he can do. So, I mean, like, why we – I just get mad at wrestling fans who are smart and know better. And we keep, doing, we keep saying and doing the same old – we keep falling for the same okey-doke. Every single time we're making the same arguments about what's good for the business – and what's good for this and deserve. Like I told people, deserve has nothing to do with it. Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. Ain't got nothing to do about who deserves. Bailey deserves a lot better than what she's getting. Cam brought it up. You brought it up. We all know that. What's Bailey's choices? Try to improve, complain about it, or go somewhere else. I mean, you know the business you in. You you know the options you can do or not do. It sounds unfair. It sounds wrong. And it's like, oh, why Ronda Rousey's getting all this publicity? Why was the Bella Twins getting the publicity they were getting? Nothing was anything fair about that. They getting their own TV show, and I, like all the slander Nikki Bella got because she happened to love a certain man, and they was like, oh, Nikki Bella only doing this because she she's having sex with John Cena, and yada 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 yada. Why is that her fault? Like we we always do this with these people. We make the same arguments, and then. We forget about that saying, oh, such and such deserve better because they just want to get somebody famous. Wrestling's always been about con artists trying to get our money, like at the, at the base of it. Like, we play this whole game, like, you know, we don't know that. This, And I always get annoyed about, like, we forget well, we about go to the that. damn like, amusement park 
or uh, not amusement park, the, the the fair or whatever that comes to town. <laughs> we know the hoop is a gag, and those pinball or the the the, the the pins are weighted down, and when you throw the softball at it, it's like super hard, and the, when you shoot your, you know, but we try, we give them our five bucks for five balls and, and try that dumb end, and they, they just laugh and fucking carnies. So, you know, we, we play that game, and, and, and it's not just, you know, wrestling fans. We get kind in all kinds of shit. <laughs> like women. They, yeah. Oh, jeez, that didn't sound great. Women buy 800 different kinds of creams and stupid shit for your face and scan and And it's just like baby oil with raspberry scents and different kind of bullshit, you know. <laughs> Rejuvenate your, you know, hey, spend $80 on a little jar. You know, it's just get conned in different ways. That's how it is. That's why people hey, let me you know, are billionaires and billionaires all over but those women with their Stay raspberry oil, that's going to be popping, though. I said those women with that raspberry oil, that's going to be popping, though. <laughs> <laughs> me, like me, Sharon Bailey, you know, over and over again, not going to get her popping. So I will say yeah. that. But it's it's just to you know, I'm not saying like wrestling fans, I'm saying like us, like people that's on the Internet that read the dirt sheets that know the nature, you know, we quote, unquote, the nature of the business and why they're doing yeah. that. It's like they doing, they doing pushing around about this for a reason. Like it's, Negotiation time, new TV contract time, like all that matters. And when they're up in there trying to get more money for the TV deal, they can say, look what we did. We got the third most popular combat sports person on the planet to come sign with us. We got everybody talking about it. We're going to push the men and the women. Like, you know, we got we in the eye. Pay us money. Like, that's, that's not an accident that they're doing this. They're not just doing this because all of a sudden Mr. Man became a feminist. Because Stephanie, Stephanie started doing push-ups. Like, yeah. it is a craven business part to it, and we can pretend to say, like, it shouldn't matter, but the light's got to be on. It does matter. And I would certainly hope that this leads to women making more money. You know, like, get that damn bag. Like, you know, you you get in main event matches. You get in plus spots in the pay-per-view. Start getting some loot, you know. Like, that's what you need to do. Take care of yourself. Get Get that dough. And... One more quick thing before I go. Like, I'm glad I was the first caller in because I'm, I'm sure it's going to be callers that, put, you know, have the opposite track, and that's fine because, you know, opinions are opinions. I will say as far as the Mixed Match Classic, like, one, it seemed like it's just in, like, Earth 2 of WWE. Like, it just seemed like it's a completely different universe on how they do things. I'm a big-time fan of it, and I would never thought, I wanted to see Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman together, like as a team, till I saw them last night. Like that, it's just that chemistry is just off. The, it's just ridiculous. Like they just letting them be them, and just letting them be just natural and normal. And it's just like a refreshing feeling. And it's just weird seeing because you know how Braun Strowman comes off every other time on TV. You know how Alexa Bliss comes off every other time on TV, and then you see them together. It's like wow, these seem like you know, brothers and sisters that, you know, they fight and get along. And who would have guessed the two of them would just have that type of chemistry that's doing that. And that the promo they had at the end when they basically shooting shots at each other, it's like, yeah. Um, her her fiancé better, you know, just keep an eye on that. Make sure it stays kayfabe. <laughs> keep an eye on what? <laughs> you, know, you can keep 17 eyes on them. What are you going to do? Got to have a Gotta have a rifle. <laughs> You just gotta decide you gonna shoot that man and like I'll shoot you. I will shoot you. Yeah. 
you know, in between that and, like, the different teams, when they had, like, Miz and Asuka, and they're going to have, you know, Naomi, her husband, Rusev, and Lana, and, like, Mandy Rose and Goldust. It's, like, it's it's just been a, like, refreshing thing where, you know, they have promos, they have their match, they have a promo and go home. Like, it's, like, quick and to the point. Although the whole thing, the winner gets to pick their charity, is like, oh, so if you fight for cancer and lose, it's like the hell with cancer? Like, that part That's still – that part is still and, 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 like, and the, the other that. the other weird part is well I mean that's that's not weird because a lot of charity game shows you know they're all playing for their for their charity and yeah but <laughs> yeah well, we it's like, they can win is... but typically they will say like we're making like a s- small donation to every individual charity or something like okay the big the big yeah. every charity is not going to get the grand twenty five thousand dollars or whatever but we're giving thousand dollars to all the charities that were that were uh that had, yeah. had a chance um i mean true so, but like, oh the other weird part about the mixed charity. match thing is just how they advertise mm-hmm. it and how they, or how they promote it on smackdown and raw and it's just like god the disconnect it's it's you know, I, you just spent all these segments trying to like get me like to 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 put over Sami Zayn as this annoying like asshole, you know, guy. And then look at it, they got big, um, Becky Lynch a cake and the ginger snaps. Oh, that's awesome! Like now it's it's so, but they gotta promote it. They can't not promote it. So uh, yeah. yeah, I know that's that's that's. I know that's shades of like Hill supporting, you know, breast cancer too. And I remember that conversation we had a couple of years ago with that. I would just say, like, as far as the charity thing, like, you know, we've seen family feuds and game shows where the teams face and like the winner gets to pick their charity. But at least it's kind of like, you know, it's a fair game. This one is not like they really having a match. It's like, oh, yeah, right. At yeah, the end, somebody. WWE <laughs> is going, we're going to this person. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I didn't even think about that at the beginning. But, yeah, yeah, everybody has, a, you know, at least somewhat of a fair chance. Yeah, like, so somebody's scripting, like, oh, toys for toddlers? Nah, maybe next year, baby. We're doing Connor's Cure. That's going to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so happens Connor's Cure, Sujin G. Komen, people who, you know, you ever, like, pay money to. So. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's all I got to say is, there's a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, but I want other people to get their chance to talk. You know, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your show. And if you let somebody talk for an hour and you know who that person is, then, yeah, that's not best for business. <laughs> might, have to, might have to give them an hour, an hour ten now. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, let's uh, keep it moving. And, uh, hey, let's go out west. Talk to Brian, 26, maybe 27-year Pro Wrestling Torch subscriber and VIP uh, VIP uh, person. What up? Brian, what's happening? Hey, Trav. Hey, Cam. Hopefully you both have a real good night. Hey, man. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate it, sir. Uh, that's uh, quite all right. Hey, um, I have a couple of small points, and I'll uh, keep it light and keep it going. I'm going to start off, though, with a combination election coast cast and an erotic coast cast. So a double uh, a double combination. Combination. Okay. Uh, are you mixing the okay, thing, or so we got like Kristen Gillibrand yeah. and Elizabeth Warren in the in the scene together? Are you mixing the two? What's happening here? And then Kamala Harris did a run in too. So. <laughs> I, 
now I, want, no, I really I want to see that. But go ahead. What what you got? <laughs> so so last Friday, uh, I'm a huge fan of the Wikipedia website. You know, you just go. You can get lost there, in my opinion. You can get lost there mm-hmm. for a couple hours just clicking around and just, you know, find an article and then like this book or another article. Uh, great. Mm-hmm. And I've uh, sent, them, sent them some money before, too, because I appreciate it. But so last Friday was uh, the 20th anniversary of Bill Clinton's speech where he had the part at the end where he said, you know, I did not have sex with that woman, Mo- uh, Monica Lewinsky, or Miss Lewinsky, actually. Sexual said. relations. Uh, yeah. I had sexual relations. I'm sorry about that. So I um, – um, so again, 20 years ago, so um, 98. So I went. I remember when I where I was at when um, the Star Report came out. And the Star Report came out in um, September the 11th, ironically, out of uh, on, in 1998. I was overseas. Yeah. I was in Co- I was in the Air Force. And I was in Kuwait. Yeah. Uh, so I was in Kuwait, and I went on a military computer because you know this is an official report, so I can feel comfortable in 1998 going on the military computer to read it. And, again, you know, we're deployed, um, doing our thing. And I'm sitting there reading this star report and just shocked reading all this stuff. So, Cameron Trapp, I went back uh, over the weekend and read it again. And, mm-hmm. again, Eroticos cast stuff, that is that star report, it, if you haven't read it in a long time or if you've never read it, so, you should read it. Cause so, it's, wait, so, like so as an early 20s military you know, ruffian, you know, all the things that go, you know, you're deployed in the desert and you got your chums and, you know, they hold what you think of that. And you're just living that kind of, you know, rough and tumble kind of military life. Was shocked. So was, you know, grown-ass man, mature, career-driven Brian Austin still, you know, you know blush as much, blush, you, know, blush, 20, you know, 20 years 20, later. You know, 20 years later. You know, baby, blush as, blush as much, probably not, but just reading about, okay, this is the president, you know, married guy, and all this is happening in the back back room uh, all around for the Oval Office, reading this stuff and about how, you know, Monica said, you know, I like to do that, you know, I want to go to completion. Just reading this stuff, like, my God. And then, you know, again, just to read it again after 20 years is just something else. So that's what I mean by that. Well, not, I definitely want to read it. I definitely like, want to read it. I'm super curious. And uh, I mean, um, I'm sorry. Let me get off. Let me uh, take it off of Bluetooth, and then we'll uh, keep going on here. Sorry about that. Ah. Like this made it. Okay, I'm sorry about that, guys. So a couple other points, yeah, no and we'll get uh, go back. Uh, we'll go back to wrestling. So I did like um, uh, um, Drake Maverick or Rockstar Split. I like how the way they did it, where um. Um, Vic and Nigel just said, hey, he once was Rockstar Spud. And you can just leave it like that. Maybe on every other show, any other show he comes on, they can say that, you know, one time only and get it out the way. So, you know, that yeah, that's, uh, know. that's smart. I mean, that's an NXT-like thing. Like NXT, how they have when they wrestle, it's like, you know what, your first series of matches, you're, you know, you're, you're James Storm. But if you come back, you're going to be, you know, you know, Jimmy Storminski or whatever the fuck. You know, I don't know if they would have renamed it. But they, they, they give you your gimmick. If they're going to change it, they, they let you wrestle first as your as your person or as your former name. And uh, it's a little different, but that's, uh, yeah, at least acknowledge it. We're all, or at least a good majority of the audience is thinking it. It's not like people are going to go, hey, Rockstar Spud, type that in their phone and go, I guess I, I'm a T and I'm an Impact fan now. I guess, you know, like now I know about this other place. That's not going to happen. Yeah. 
And same thing happened to a Tommy and um and a Ballard. You know, they came out as themselves and then, you know, had a promo, hey, I'm going to go now by this or I'm going to go now by that. And that to me is, you yeah. know, okay, good, enough is enough. Yep. Hey, speaking of, I'm going to go back, I'm going to go back to one other subject that you, June, were talking about with Shahid too, though, is remember that Snooki, she went, she did, uh, she had a WrestleMania match. She had that, uh, it was like a three, not three-way, but it was a six-man tag. And I remember John, um, he's Johnny Mundo now, he was mad because, um, Melina didn't get in the match, or she got bumped out, or she would she would not have been in the match necessarily, but he wanted her in the match, but Snooki ended up being in that match. So that's another example right. of a um, celebrity bump. Right. I see the celebrity well, yeah, bumping. Just, you know, that got them all over the damn tabloids and all over the talk shows and all that stuff with Snooki being there and bought eyes, and people literally bought the pay-per-view because of that, and that never happened because of Melina being on anything. So yeah, just flat out in that point. I mean, you guys know, but yeah, it's it's the case closed. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like Melina, mm-hmm. Melina should be like, come on, man, that's just a no-brainer. Like, stop it, Johnny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, chill out, Johnny. Two other things. And Snooki uh, didn't went to... and had a made a had a de- you know didn't make a fool out of herself, and didn't make a fool out of that's the more... company for having her in that spot. That's, That's like, the most important not thing. talked about either. Mm-hmm. That these, yeah, WWE has to get credit for how they book these things and how they get their celebrity people prepared. There's never, not never, I mean, nothing's coming to mind. Uh, you know, maybe the, the, the rumble, the, 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 the stupid boxing thing they did, <laughs> and, you know, having butter beans. Raw power butter beans. Yeah, because, out. hey, motherfucker got knocked out, you know, it's, but that's just more things that can go according to plan, and it ruined Steve Williams' career in WWE. Or was it Mark Steve? Who was it? Was it? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's who it was. Yeah. Right, right. And Mark Gunn was out of there. So, yeah. yeah, no coming back from that. But this isn't isn't that. But yeah, go ahead, Brian. Oh no problem. A couple other things. So uh, going back to. Um, um, Drake, uh, Drake um, Maverick, and then 205 Live. One thing about these uh, four-day tapings, um, NXT, Royal Rumble, Raw, and SmackDown, is that that I watched. Uh, I normally don't watch 205 Live um, only, until like later on in the week, maybe in the weekend. So I wanted to watch it uh, this morning to see who the, um, the general manager was. And that crowd was. He didn't get the alert. Oh no, I, I gave up those WWE alerts. When The Rock first came back, so when 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 was the first time The Rock came back? Um, that year that he came back, I, that's when I gave up those alerts because you know here on the West Coast, you know um, Raw has Raw's not even on yet, and they're, and they're blasting, oh, yeah. hey The Rock is back, The Rock is back. So you know I wasn't even surprised yeah. at that part. So I just get you know I turn it off way back. Okay. Know, yeah, like, I got it. I was ago. like, who the fuck is Drake Maverick? And then I open up the group chat to ask, hey, who the fuck is Drake Maverick? I just got this alert. And then there's a picture of Rockstar's. Who I, I couldn't I was like, is that somebody's little short blonde guy with standing there with Drew Gulak? And I'm like, is that Spud? And is that who the fuck Drake Manager? Yes, yeah, so I had to kind of piece it together because I haven't watched 205 Live in two months. Um, so, I mean, I, I mean maybe, I, I guess. General manager, did he did he come off any like well? I, I thought he I thought he he um, talked real well, talked real strong. There was some you know you'll hear of somebody. He said something in the, when in one of the backstage set. Oh, it was um, 
he was talking with Dasha and um, TJP were talking, and um, um, uh, Drake came up. He there was one part he flubbed a little bit, but you know, to me, it's it's live TV, and you know, some things happen. So you might hear some people say something about that. But overall, I thought he represented himself really well. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, good on him. And then, he, oh, well, that kid, we could talk about how they're gonna how they're sending the talent that they're sending to 205 Live now. And we talked about this weeks ago. Like, this is the only way to make 205 Live work. You got to put, unfortunately, you know, like a – well, they didn't. But, you know, like Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate has to be on that show. You got to put Gargano or somebody on that show. You got to put guys besides fucking Cedric Alexander. The same and, guys. Yeah. You know, same four or five guys. Those same Tony Nice. Like, come on. It's just not – we had a year to figure this out. And why are we still doing the same shit? So finally, yeah, Roderick Strong is going to be on 205 Live. So it's like, oh, hey, maybe I'll watch 205 Live. And, and I watched 205 Live just out of out of habit and because it was a thing that, you know, was on. But even I got to the point where it's like, I don't care. Like, I could watch something else, play this app on my phone or something. <laughs> you know, anything but 205 Live. Like especially like once mm-hmm. the Enzo stuff like had not even the the allegations like his big first three four week you know month of being champion you know they got old quick the Zo train like nobody cares man it's stupid so mm-hmm. you know the the crowd uh, last night was pretty dead for that because you know they were they had been you know you would think the majority went through uh, went to like at least three of the four. If not all four of them. My man Damon. My man Damon uh, went. To, he had, you know, day five. You know, you saw like a couple of days ago, day one of five. Like, damn. So he went to the shit that was at the arena, at the ECW arena. You know, he got pictures of Scott Hall and all. You know, a bunch of other, a bunch of other folks that were there. Um, so he did that. You know, Friday. So he did Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. So that is something else. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine. I'm not no surprise that by so that SmackDown taping. You're like, yeah, you know, you're just like I just don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. Number one, how could you? You've eaten fucking stadium food five days in a row. Like, damn, that can't be great. The <laughs> 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 energy is all, you know, blood pressure all up. <laughs> how many cheese can you have during the weekend, right? Well. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking of that as stadium food, but yeah, they're they're there, thinking mm-hmm. hot dogs and pretzels and shit. But yeah, sure. Just want to take a cheap shot at my culture. Oh yeah, Brian, that's fine. Damn. <laughs> hey, so um, I'll leave uh, leave you with this question and talk about it, and I'll uh, hang on and listen. I hope you both have a real good night. So. Um, we have, you know, already know, or not already know, but we're uh, pretty closely locked into what, what the um, the title matches, at least the main title matches, are going to be at um, WrestleMania. But I want your, you two selves, Cam and Trav, to talk about what should um, Randall Kenneth Orton do at WrestleMania. Now, my thing I'll put out there is that I think he actually would be a good participant slash winner in Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So if you want to, you know, maybe come up with a couple things, come up with a couple things because you see most of the big people are or kind of already locked in, you know, which is you know, how many months out we are. Yeah. So hmm. I hang on and listen if you want to talk about um, Randall, Kenneth Orton, and, uh, again, my thing would be winning or, or uh, entering and then winning the Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So, again, guys, have a real good night. Thanks a lot. And, um, hey, Tribe, I'll definitely go drop an email for the um, exclusive VIP portion of the East Coast cast. Thanks a lot. Cool, man.
Looking forward to it. Um, Brian from uh, Phoenix, everybody. Um, Orton at Mania. I don't know. Rematch against Bray Wyatt on the pre-show? No. No. <laughs> Let's not do that. Um, you know, why not have Randy Orton, um, you know, uh, do the U.S. title open challenge to whoever U.S. champ is? Especially if it's a heel, you know. So you just say he, he, well, number, well, if he's not the champion, he can't go saying I want, like the champ, it's up to the champion to say it's an open challenge. And then he can go, well, I want to cash, I want the challenge at WrestleMania if it's open. It's not really an open challenge, it's just a challenge. (laughs) It's just a WrestleMania challenge if you challenge the U.S. champion, I mean. But I know you. I see what you're getting at. I, yeah, I guess. If, and who's who? If if it's a heel, who's that going to be? Jinder Mahal. It could be. I mean, what, and he's going to wrestle Jinder Mahal to, for the U.S. title at WrestleMania. That's what you're. Yeah. That's what you're. I mean, well, what with. is Rusev at that point? Is Rusev a heel? Is he a face? Uh, he's 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 a. Baby face now, and he'll be a bigger baby face by WrestleMania. Oh yeah, yeah, Mania. Clearly, the tide Mania is going that way. Huge baby face. So is that there? Like, hey, let's turn Orton on with Rusev. Moment. Like, it could be. Um, you know, like I don't, I don't know if, if Randy Orton has a tag team partner by then, but the, uh, you know, the Usos are going to need something to do. Um. I'm trying to think of who else is out there. There's Big Baron Corbin, who's going to be bullying people, and maybe Randy Orton gets sick of it. Um, yeah, there are things. You know. what, what about what, what about an unappreciative uh, U.S. champion, Randy Orton, who hates the fact that he's U.S. champion? <laughs> you know, because he's not a fighter. You know, he's a goddamn world champion. Like, world champion. Yeah, like, and he, but he's a U.S. champion, and... He, you know, he takes it from Rusev. Let's say Rusev wins it uh, next week from Bobby Roode, um, mm-hmm. or whenever at Fastlane or something, and uh, and he takes it from from Rusev, and is just real nasty, and you know, and unappreciative and disrespectful to that title and the opponents in that division, disrespects the belt, tosses it around, and Rusev chases him for the spring. You know, for that, you know, for that U.S. title. I don't know. Yeah, we can get some more I mean, good, uh, good Orton English matches out of it. If if English plays the sim, you know, similar role, just them, you know, as firm, complete baby faces. Just he still, I don't know. Can you do that act, or not the act? Can you do that? Like maybe I'm sure they can make it work. But yeah, I yeah. think that was some of the good under underappreciated matches of Randy Orton's 2017 was the, the stuff he did with with Aiden English. Because you like Aiden. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there there are things for him to do because you figure SmackDown is going to have a tag title match, a U.S. title match, and a world title match, and we'll see, and then a women's title match, and you don't know what else yeah. is really going to be, you know, a big deal at that point. But, I mean, Brian's not wrong. Like, the, uh, you know, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Um, having that be another notch on Orton's belt, it wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, 
I don't know, maybe he has a cross-promotional match. Like, maybe you get, um, you know, a Randy Orton and a Finn Balor. Um, you know, maybe you get um, a Randy Orton and a, I don't know, a Miz if Finn Balor's not fighting him. Maybe you get Randy Orton and Elias. Like, there, there's stuff for him to See, do. See, I don't... You know. I don't know if we're gonna. I was I was convinced once Joe got hurt and Elias cut his promo on the New Year's New Year's show. Um, I think that was it or something. And he was like, you know, talking about. I was like, oh, this is where they're going because Joe got hurt and mm-hmm. Cena's going to probably beat Elias at WrestleMania. But mm, maybe yeah. now Cena's going to face Finn Balor. I thought, but he just kind of. You know, he's got Finn Balor off. I mean, beat him pretty damn clean. I mean, not pretty damn clean, just clean. It was a weird match. Like, yeah. Cena's acting like kind of weird. Um, I'm thinking. I feel like it's going to so be. So I don't Finn know if Balor. they come back to that two months, you know, twelve weeks later at Mania. But do they come back twelve, fourteen, sixteen weeks later with Elias versus Cena? I'd, I'd rather them come back. Three months, you know, two months notice, or I don't care on a day notice, and do see. I could see Cena, Finn Balor, you know, that that'd be great. Um, so I'm not really even sure with that anymore. Like I thought they, I think they can still take that, uh, but I also think Finn, or I'm sorry, Cena and Elias are both in the chamber match. So I think their feud, I think it's going to be those two at Mania, and I think it's the chamber. I mean, something Finn Balor is out there. You know, like Finn Balor's gonna need something to do if he's not facing Miz. Maybe, maybe that's the case. So there's, there's, there's options. I could see Randy Orton being in a cross promotional match, not necessarily having a feud. Um, yeah, there's different ways to go about it. Let's uh, do one of these non-VIP emails. Uh, Nathan chimes in from Lafayette. He says, uh, "What's up, fellas?" A um, few things on my mind I wanted to ask uh, ask you guys. Uh, number one, if CM Punk gets his ass handed to him again in his next fight, what do you think he does afterwards? Should he go back into wrestling or just retire? Well, he's already yeah, retired yeah. from wrestling. Yeah, that's so. good. Go take a nap. You know, count count his bread. Uh, you know, all, all the money he doesn't spend on drugs and tobacco and alcohol. Go count that for a while um, and just, uh, you know, Spend some time with his wife. I don't think like I don't think CM Punk has this itch to perform. I think he has an itch to compete. You know, and I think yeah. you know you get beat up enough, it'll satiate that. Um, but but I do don't you think? think just but once the UFC kind of big paydays and spotlight, you know, too many takes another loss. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it happens whether he gets his ha- ass handed to him or if it's competitive. If he if he loses again, and it's like one of those things, like well, they unless he loses in just this spectacular way where it's just a slugfest or back and forth, you know, there's mm-hmm. you can come back from that. But if it's just a boring fight that he loses, you know, it might just be it as far as the, a big UFC payday spotlight kind of moment. But if he wants to, I don't. Does he go and say, hey, I'll I'll go and I'll fight for Bellator if they'll have me, or I'll fight in this. Uh, does he keep going? If he does, he really want to compete, Cam? You think? Because if that's the case, well, <laughs> UFC isn't certainly isn't the only uh, game in town. 
But yeah, I understand no, I think... waiting and not going and doing those now in between because if you lose those, then you're even less marketable on the UFC tip. So you get your two big UFC moments and paydays. But, you know, he's also, you know, probably you know, almost 40. So maybe well, that's I think, uh, I think I think uh, you know. win or lose. I think if he wins this, he fights once more. I think if he loses it, he doesn't fight again. And, uh, you know, he just chill. He just goes to – goes to Cubs games and Blackhawks games and, you know, just enjoys life. Like, CM Punk is, 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 is rich and in control of his, uh, you know, in control of his bodily functions and doesn't owe anybody anything. Like, I don't know, I, I think, you know, he writes comic books and plays video games and hangs out with his friends. Of, of which he right, and if he can get one of those, if he can get none of the stuff that he wrote, I don't think were like big hits. They sold because his name was on it, but I don't think they were like yeah. critically. I didn't read any. I didn't read his Thor or his Drax or anything. Um, but if but he might still get those types of opportunities, and if he can yeah. get a, a winner with and, and a winner with one of those, CM Punk will know. be able to go to. He'll be able to be Jason David Frank. Like he'll be able to go to Khan mm. for the rest of his life and, yeah. and get a pretty penny off of him. You know, like he's he's good, um, popular, and contemporary in a way that a lot of old wrestlers will never have the opportunity to be. And he can tell, you know, stories that hopefully don't get him sued. And you know, like, and I, I don't think he has this itch to be around people. I think there's also that, like. He doesn't like. I, I really think he's just gonna be rich at the house and maybe cranky sometimes, but just fun do stuff when he wants to. Like I just, I just don't think because he's not broke. Like I, I just don't think he's gonna have this need to be out doing things that are detrimental. I think you know combat sports is an itch he wanted to scratch, and once that's done, you know he'll practice Brazilian jiu-jitsu in a, a dojo and just you know yeah. enjoy life. What a life to. You know, I'd get punched in the face for five minutes, <laughs> you know, to be able to, yeah. you know. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so obviously it's 25 years of, of, of putting in work before that hand. But, you know, but. Uh, so would. All right. As Nathan says, number two, who are two people in today's WWE roster? Uh, that could be huge stars if they were given the opportunity to come up with their own creative slash promos. Hmm. Uh, number one, Bailey. <laughs> you know, number one, Bailey. Um, okay. Uh, outside of that, I think, um, you know, could it be a huge star. Um, you know, I think, I think Corbin would be further along um, if he was able to channel more of the personality he had in NXT. Um, not that he's not fine now, but it's just, you know, I thought he was, he was really good at that, at that point. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else. Like, I don't know how much of their own stuff the Usos right. I feel like that's mostly them just because they sound so different than everybody else. Um, so uh-huh. I feel like they might have strong input, or there's just like some hood guy on the writing staff that we just don't yeah, know. Yeah, that about. ain't the case. <laughs> this is Usos that 
that, that obviously earned the trust of management to, to to get a lot of their uh, stuff on and uh, yeah, and their in the way they want it to be presented. But you're, uh, Bailey, probably because you did say creative, and because it's not just her promos, they're not great either. But yes, the creative around her, I doubt she would. Uh, she would. Uh, you know, have her put herself in the position that, that she's been put in in the last year and a half. Uh, so that's a good one. But let's see who would benefit. I got so let me think who 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 has the who it does a disservice to. Who do you think? Uh, yeah, who's who's somebody that besides Bailey and that you just go? Uh, I mean, besides the, t- the few you named, because I can't. Because it's like everybody, but I don't. Nobody jumps out where I go. Man, that I, I guy. Do that... Wonder, I wonder what Randy Orton's promos would sound like if he wrote them himself. I'm curious about that. Um, That's a curiosity, sure. Um, yeah. The hell, Roman Reigns. But he's also, at least from what I've gathered, the type that in not enjoys but benefits from being a little more tightly script, scripted. Yeah. Yeah, being produced. Uh, um, and then he's the type that just what... fell into, you know, years, a decade of just, you probably just stop, like, even, you just go, okay, give me the thing, I'll memorize it. Yeah. You know, Orton comes across as that type. Like, it's just, like, why even, like, they got it. <laughs> you know? I think people would treat, uh, you know, we, we might feel differently about, about Roman. We knew what he was thinking um, as opposed to yeah. him getting along. Um, I, I don't know. Do you, do you feel like what we hear from Miz is really what Mike Mizanin wants to say? Yes, and I think that's the well. problem. Uh, I think he has too much freedom um, with his promos and stuff. I don't like. I hate the inside stuff. The inside stuff critiquing critiquing people's careers, uh, and I think uh, I think a lot of his act, a lot of his talking part of his act does damage. To uh, it gets him over, but it's not exactly yeah. great for the person he's you know feuding with and stuff. Like I, I wonder what like Jinder Mahal would Baron, say. Baron Corbin. You know, I wonder what, if if Jinder Mahal yeah, I don't. stays what's on his mind. I wonder you don't. I wonder what he would say. No. I do. Um, yeah, I'm curious how how. And it's not necessarily about, about what's on their mind. Not that you meant it that way. Uh, 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 solely, but it is, you know, because they, they have to know, well, this is what's good and what's good for my character. Uh-huh. Heal or face, you know, they might go, I don't feel that way. What's on my mind? Maybe I'm just running with that. What's on my mind? Line. Then I need to. So, All right, uh, number three from Nathan. Uh, if, Vince started, if Vince starts the XFL, are Johnny Manziel and Tim Tebow... If Vince starts XFL... Are Johnny Manziel and Tim Tebow two people the league uh, could be built around if they're interested in still playing quarterback? I know probably uh, could not rival the NFL, but those two would have people talking. Johnny seems interested in the XFL from his tweet I saw. Well, according to, you know, Mr. Purity himself and, you know, the angelic Vince McMahon, you know, you have a DUI, you can't, no, fuck out of here. The XFL doesn't want you. And uh, Johnny Manziel, I think he's gotten in trouble once or twice uh, with the, that type of stuff. So, 
Imagine. Um, I don't know. If he, yeah. You know how with wrestlers, they say like, well, with wrestlers they say, you know, when your body's less athletic over time, hopefully you've gotten smarter. And so that the things you do yes. in the ring have less wear on your body, but, you know, like Jerry the King Lawler. Um, you make up for it with smarts and anyway. timing and all that. Exactly. They say in basketball that, uh, you know, the ages between 28 and 32 in the NBA are typically your best years because that's when you put it all together, you know? Mm-hmm. Makes they sense. They don't say that as a quarterback, unless your name's Tom Brady, that you get better after a certain age. Like, imagine Tim Tebow who can't run fast. Imagine Johnny Manziel out of practice who can't create like he used to. I, I, I can't stress enough when people have questions about the XFL. And this isn't me crapping on the email. This is just my synopsis of the, uh, of the XFL in general. If Johnny Manziel was good enough to play in the NFL, they'd look past the issues that he had and he'd be on somebody's roster. If Tim Tebow was good enough to play in the NFL, they'd look past the fact that he can't throw the football well and can't read defenses and he'd be in the NFL. You really do not want to see four-string players play. So could they be the faces of a league? Sure, it doesn't make them good at football. Like it wouldn't last because they're not good enough to play. Yeah, I don't. So that's how I, I don't. Do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From a football point of view, I have to defer to to Cam. Like, I guess, sure. You know, it makes total sense. Um, I don't. Mine is the bullshit. You know, the whole we're not. We don't want to be a social league. This trying not to be talk about social issues just makes you talk about social issues, especially uh-huh. the way they framed it, you know. So I can't – that's why I immediately go to, fuck no, Johnny Manziel can't play in the NFL. <laughs> Who made the joke? Oh, shit. Maybe I was uh, – I've been catching up on uh, SNL. I think on, like, a weekend update – uh, yeah, it was right around the championship, the the, the national league or the uh, national championship football, and he's like, "There's a reason that Harvard doesn't have, you know, like dope ass football team because you know they're." And he's going giving them a lot more credit, than, but he's like, "You know, they're literal rocket scientists and shit." And he's like, "It." At uh, at Alabama, all you got to know how all you know how to have to know how to do is spell Bama. So, of course, you're going to be better at a sport where it's, like, about busting people's heads and, you know, doing uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. So, uh, it's, yeah. yeah. You really don't like that line You would not pay bad. money to watch everybody's practice squad go out there and play. You wouldn't. It wouldn't be any good you to watch. You certainly wouldn't build a league of, of that. But that's the thing. Like, look the at D-League basketball league games. Like, look at the audience. Like, look at the crowds. Yeah. And there was a, there was a the problem. Guys, Are they charging for those D-League games? Remember when, you know how people ask, could the worst NFL team, could the Nas- like could Alabama beat the worst NFL team? 
And the answer is outright no. Like, it's just no, because that's insinuating that every person that plays for Alabama is, one, an NFL-caliber player, and, two, a starter. That's what you're saying. Like, a college football line can't beat an NFL line. It's just yeah. – it goes against – Or even of an 0-16 Browns team. Yeah, it, it's just irrational because 0-16 Browns team aren't losing 56 to nothing. They're losing 24 to 14. You know, like they're, they're not getting cooked out here. But could Alabama beat the XFL champion? Possibly. Probably. <laughs> Alabama, he's Alabama coming for Tommy Maddox. <laughs> because it's, it's again, yeah, it's Alabama playing your NFL practice squad. You know, like at best, at best your practice squad. So, like, yeah. could these guys be the face of the XFL? Sure, that doesn't mean. And then she'd ask, could they beat the CFL champion? I'd need to ask somebody in the CFL. I don't have the knowledge, um, but probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, but yeah, like they, they can, they can certainly be the face of the league. That doesn't mean the football is going to be any good. It means it's going to be cool to see them in promos. And then I think Tim Tebow playing against a bunch of, let's say 22 year old guys who weren't good enough to make an NFL team. They're still super athletic 22 year olds. And he's still bad at throwing, throwing the ball to guys who aren't, ESPN top and he's eight guys. years older than he was at his at his you know physical prime. Exactly. Pride. So yeah, um, you have a you have a better chance of uh, Chad Kelly being a star in the XFL than Tim Tebow because Chad Kelly has didn't Tim Tebow team. make like a didn't he play like triple A ball? He's being bad at how, how, right now. Maybe he, maybe he got to double-A. I don't know if he made it to he's triple-A. Being, he's being mediocre at double-A right now. I mean, he was, you know, he wasn't terrible. I remember being a little upset, like, this fucking guy. Like, you know, he's one of those guys growing up that was just good at everything, probably. Fucking handsome bastard muscles and shit. Oh, golf? Sinks it. Like, oh, you know, yeah, just, you know. <laughs> you know, praise Jesus. <laughs> Put it all in the Lord's hands. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, that was more what I was thinking. Like, God damn it, he's made a damn single A team. Son of a bitch. When was the last time he threw a baseball? And he just made a single yeah. A team. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't make the baseball all team at Norfolk it. State. I tried twice. God damn it. God damn him. <laughs> Ah, man. All right. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate the email. Let's, um, let's, let's take another call. Uh, Jobber in the chat room. If there was an internet back in 1985, that actor, Mr. T, has no business. Be- well, they did say that. <laughs> it wasn't the internet, but it was places that were, you know, the internet were pleased. Uh, that, that Mr. T has no business in the main event at WrestleMania. I'm so tired of these whiny geeks complaining about wrestling trying to get mainstream attention. Yeah. And they do that so much less these days. Like, you know, like, who's going to be the uh, celebrity? It's, I guess, Ronda Rousey. You know, but they're not, they haven't relied on celebrity, you know, one-offs and, you 
know, stuff like that. Since probably was Snooki one of the last blatant celebrity, hey, let's, you know, try to get some headlines with her or with a per- celebrity. Yeah, but Maria you know, Menounos is probably, yeah. I mean. But she wasn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm of a certain age, so she's famous to people. Not, I don't I don't watch what she does, but, she, but she's a name. Um, right. I just mean a lot more people know who Snooki is than Maria Menounos, okay. or at least at that time, for sure. I mean, Snooki was just, you know, cultural, you know, just on fire. She was the culture for a while. Um, so yeah, <laughs> but yeah, people did complain about it. There was articles and, and designs and the dirt sheets, and then you know, I'm sure Meltzer had articles about Mr. T in '85. Yeah, and I mean, again, like, and Mr. T helped further the business. Like, it just is what it is. All right, let's uh, let's talk to Mike in Brooklyn. Uh, Mike, what's happening? What up? <clears throat> what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Ah, hey, doing well, sir. Doing well. Big busy weekend. I mean, pretty much y'all encapsulated, you know, everything. You know, in the past, you know, hour and a half, two hours of you know, the hot water cooler topic of the you know a discussion, which um, I mean like. Nia Jax and Nikki Bella, like I said, like I hope this shit is dumb trying to play it up so they could, you know, get in that vault and grab that bag with that girl. But if they, if they real, if they for real and they shooting, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Please, shut the fuck up. What job do you here think? For it, Mike? Huh? You're not here for it? No, like, I mean, come on. Like, would you really think, like, I didn't even know that the shit until I saw the, you know, the replay, um, replaying on, um, you know, the cable news, the, 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 um, news 12 shit. They, that shit hit every news outlet. Down to news 12, Brooklyn, news 12, Bronx, all that shit. That shit hit every outlet. I mean, they botched, you know, Oscar name. They did call her Asuka, but at least she did get an honorable mention. You understand what I'm saying? Like I said, it's, it's, it's almost the gravity of basically. Like her mentions you know, went up. Like her follows and all exactly. that shit went up because of that. Because people exactly. Saw her. Who's that? Who's that? I, I like, should, you know, whatever. Yeah. Type her name in. Like, like, you know. Only thing to me, Nia Jax deserves is to go back the fuck down to NXT and learn how to be more safe and not hurt people. You understand? And Nikki Bella, I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. Her wrestling IQ was like her boyfriend's. Fucking next to none. Yeah, we. I mean, they was they was okay in the rumble, but they was still, you know, stumbling and fumbling around just like Kelly Kelly did. You know what I'm saying? But she get a pass because she's still sexy as fuck, and it's been about <laughs> what, seven, eight, seven, eight years since she's been actually in the ring, so out in front of people. But I mean, for them to really get on and fucking. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for them to really get on and fucking cry and piss about, you know what I mean, that, like, this girl is bringing more fucking mainstream, this is the most probably mainstream attention they got, and just think about it, how apropos it is, 
since 20 years ago at the Royal Rumble with Mike Tyson and Austin and all them cats. You know what I'm saying? So if I was them, I'd just sit back. Yeah, if I was them, I'd sit back and fall the fuck back, let this girl lead the charge, and try to make money along the way with her. I'm definitely trying yeah. to get that Ronda Rousey match. Right. Nia Jax like, for a match with uh, uh, Ronda Rousey, not being mad. Exactly. But, I mean, this ain't the first time she got Remember, she left a couple months ago because shit wasn't going her way. Mm-hmm. Or she, she, she felt like she should have been in the spot, you know what I mean, like more prematurely than she is. I mean, she's good. She's okay. She has a presence about her. And, like, two or three more years, she'll probably be fucking, you know, almost awesome, kind of awesome. But right now, uh-uh. Like, just, you know, stand in line, sis. Like, you know what I mean? Play your position. Play your position yeah. right. Try to grab on, you know what I mean? Latch on to that gravy train and get you some money up out of that instead of fucking pissing and moaning because I don't think that's going to help you further down the line because really right now, that's the focus that, like, Look at Raw. Look at how the dynamic of Raw shifted. It was more geared towards the women. That shit has never happened in 25 years. Raw was built around the women and Raw and the Rousey. Like, the men was just like the outline. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And now, you know, that's the lay of the land right now. Yeah, that's the lay of the land right now. Like, if, y'all, if they were smart instead of, you know what I mean, I'd be latching on to this young lady to try to get some, you know, so I get some money up out of that. And I don't believe that she's taken away from Oscar. I believe once they get around to doing that, because those are two big, you know, those are two biggest equations y'all got. You know, you know what I mean? In the women's division, Ronda and Oscar. To me, I don't think you hot shot at the Russian. I think you let the beat build for a whole fucking year straight. You know what I'm saying? So you build it up, and that could possibly be the main event of WrestleMania 35. That like to me, that's the way I, I would go with that shit right there. I'll let you build that shit up all the way through. Keep Oscar strong, undefeated, all the way to next year. And just build it like that. You know what I'm saying? As far as um um fucking uh John Corey Feldman Cena or whatever which one is the Corey Haynes Cena, God rest his soul, like I don't know, like is it just me or is like the writing is almost on the wall? It's like this run to me, not, you know what I mean? Not withstanding the run he had with AJ a couple years ago because he was all in. But this run to me is like he got so much shit going on and he is like he's half heartedly, you know what I mean? There. You understand what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's just even more cheesier than it was. Like his, his, his his facials, like his motion, everything. Like, I don't know. It's like he losing his edge, his step. Right, and he didn't have much to lose in the begin, uh, to begin with. Right, absolutely uh, not. I, I said for the last few months, yeah, part-time John Cena is not a good wrestler. Yeah. Uh, nah, part-time John Cena is not all-in not all John Cena. is. It's, he's just not good. He He stood out and he was good. Even with limited skills and ability, because he was all in, he lived it, breathed it, slept it, all that shit. Like that was true. But now he's—it's yeah. like the opposite. It's just like a thing. He's like being—he's like a 
caricature of like he's playing John Cena instead of just being John Cena and right. And it's like I heard he was really hurt by the fans in uh, Monday night. I heard they really got to him. Wait, what fan? At, at, at the Rumble? No, uh, Monday night. Oh, oh, Monday oh, night. oh, in that match, right. Yeah, I heard, you know, the fans really got to him in that match. Like, he really got – then I looked back, you know, went back and looked at it. He was kind of lost in that match, like. It was not a good match with him and Finn. I'm sorry. Like, that's something that, you know, I thought I expected to be, oh, shit, first time, you know what I mean, out, they're going to they gonna kill it out there. Like, how he, you know, he and AJ did. But, you know, you can't compare Finn to AJ. Two different, you know what I mean, apple juice, orange juice. Can't compare, you know what I mean, the two. You know what I mean? Um, as far as the elimination chamber, it's like, ah, you know, we all know where this is going and where it's leading to and, you know, things of that nature. Like, you know, on the SmackDown side of things, I think it's a whole big, you know, whole big swerve. Of course, I think, to me, I think, you know, at the end of next week, I think Owens and, uh, or Fastlane, I think Owens and Zayn is going to either attack Shane or Dan Bryan. And that's how that's going to play out. I mean, we're getting, uh, Shinsuke and AJ, like the response at the Rumble when he said AJ Styles, it was like, come on, man. That got to be, you know, top two, three, you know, one, two, three matches. And if I'm smart, if I'm Vince McMahon, I would put that match on last. I would put, you know, go, I mean, well, excuse me, I would put Brock and Reigns on third or fourth to last. You know what I'm saying? So it has that same effect, like, you know, the Goldberg-Lesnar match last year. I only want to see, you know, Lesnar and Reigns on stage for five to ten minutes. That's all they need, a, a, a good old, you know, mean dude, badass slugfest. That's what I want to see with them. That's what I want to see with them. That's that's all we need of them. Like, the array of talent is different. Like, the pool is too deep. You got too many guys that can go out there and, you know what I mean, get five stars. I think it'll be Randy and um, um, Bobby Roode at Mania for the U.S. title. I think that's what that's saying. I I think that'll be a you know nice little match or whatever, nice little spot for Bobby Roode as well. I don't want to see Bray on the card. That's a dub. Definitely don't. Not after that fucking maggot worm fiasco shit last year. Think they might pull something crazy again, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 happy that you know Jeremy Borash is now getting his just due. He a part of WWE. Hopefully, they let him work. Yeah, I mean, with Matt, and they could really do the you know the woken shit right with the you know with the overly cheesy you know vignettes and shit like that. I hope they could you know finally pull that off. What, um, what does he add to WWE? What, like, what does he bring that they were either missing or not doing well or whatever? I, I mean, to me, I mean, he could add a lot, you know, as far as, like, the creative team and as far as male interviewers, like, who do you got besides him? Yeah. Like, that can really articulate, yeah, and ask fucking intelligent questions instead of standing there like a mime, like Tom Phillips and all those other fucking 
you know, cookie cutter <laughs> guys they got. You know what I'm saying? But that's what they like. like they like cookie cutter. That's why they hired them. Not Borash, but the, the, the cookie cutter guys. I mean. But they need, they, see, it, this shit ain't working. Like, that shit doesn't work. Like, I want to see Borash, you know, doing interviews. Like, like Nitro style, like Gene Oakland used to do. Like, to me, he the closest thing to Gene as far as, like, interviews and shit like that. Like, look, you know, as far as male interviewer. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Renee got that shit in the bag. Like, she, to me, she's the best. Like, you know what I'm saying? To me, they just need to just give her her own, you know, like, talk show-esque. You know what I mean? Like, the talk. You know, like, I, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be all women. They could blend it in. You know, I, I would like to see her and talk, Corey Graves do, like, some type of, you know, like, show or something together. You know what I'm saying? I think that'll be, yeah, that'll be hot. I mean, I watched 205, you know, live early this morning before I went to work. And uh, I say, you know, with them bringing in Spud and, you know, a lot of the U.K. guys and now, you know, Roddy, I think it gives, you know, and I think it gives it a different outlook. And I think, you know, with Ray coming back and seeing how physically fucking, like, just totally just awesome, he dope, he looked, I think that, you know, give him a new, hopefully, you know, it'll give them a new, you know, feel to, you know, for 205 Live and, like, let's really set this shit off. Like, they got some dope fucking talent there, and it's like they're just being wasted having big man matches. Like, to me, 205 Live's supposed to be the equivalent of what, you know, the Cruiserweights was in Nitro. I'm not saying the same exact thing, but it's supposed to be, you know, Spot Fest Call Well, I'd, I'd hope they'd be a little more than that. Yeah, you know, you know they, they got their own platform to provide some exciting wrestling. Not necessarily to have. They had their few storylines. Again, I didn't watch in real time, so I'm probably talking out of school. But I didn't get the get the impression or get the feeling that they, you know, <laughs> put a ton of thought. Matter of fact, that's why isn't that why a lot of Jericho stuff got over because he was like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, here, sure, sure, you can do that, fine. Cause they didn't care. Yeah, like just fill the didn't time. Give a fuck. To me, it went, like, watching it back then in real time, like, to me, it went all downhill with the Cruiserweights back then when they put that fucking silly-ass LWO together. That's when shit just got silly. And then, like, what what really R.I.P. did, like, was the nail in the coffin when they brought silly-ass Vince Russo and Ed Ferrari. And they had, you know, the Cruiserweights losing to Medusa and, Barbecue sauce on the pole matches and stupid pinatas on the like. That's what fucked was it up. Was it Judy Bagwell cruiserweight champion or was she tag? No, champ? she was tag champ with Rick with Rick fucking Steiner. Oh my god! A killer amongst killers, in and out the ring. Rick fucking Steiner, a Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Two Vince Russo <laughs> on his fucking foot. A Judy Bagwell on a pole match. I swear for God, before me, that guy should never have another fucking job in anybody's fucking promotion ever again in life. Judy fucking Bagwell on a pole match. I just so happened to look back, you know, you know, just look that, you know, at the fucking uh, Nitro and Raw after the finger poke of doom, and you know when they uh, you know when they did the switch when uh. 
that's going to put the ass and feet line with Foley. I'm, I'm like, they had some good shit on there. Like, they had shit that they could have maintained, but it was just like such a politically infested shark. You know what I mean? Shark infested waters. Like, I mean, Goldberg was still hot, and they could have rebuilt them, you know, all the way back up to, you know what I mean? Get the title back. But, you know, Nash and Hogan, they wasn't playing that. They wasn't trying to hear that shit. So, you know, when you get a chance, Trav, you know, like, just, you know, just dig into it a little bit more as far as, uh, you know, some of the old shit. I know you didn't see it in real, you know, a lot of shit in real time, but. Oh, no, I've seen it. I've seen kind of it since then. I mean, shit, and oh, oh, one, man, if I had this cassette tape, VHS tapes and shit, just eight-hour tapes, uh, just full of, like, I had. Just from all kinds of weird eras, like I had, like I got to, I got to see like the first two months of Nitro, you know, like in '95 when Hogan was still like, you know, super. In fact, it was like the first six months of Nitro and all those tapes. It was just so many tapes and so much stuff I had caught up on when I was in my early twenties. Um, and then same with the same with Rawls. Um, so yeah, so I had an I had an idea, but yeah. wait, is this the street pro? Oh shit, that's the Ely brothers. Yeah, those big twin caps. I like lip. those kids too. Got, got some, every time I think, oh, why am I getting excited? <laughs> every time I'm like, yeah, Ely brother, yeah, this is the this is him. Yeah, they're about to get that push. Then they get fucking job job squad. Bring back TMC. Just to fucking have them lose to the Ely brothers. Yeah, John Squad. But I mean, just think of, just look at it. This is to me, this is the reincarnation of NXT. They heating up. They got EC3. They got fucking War Machine. They got uh, you know what I'm saying? And that match, that to me, in my mind, it's just my opinion. So, you know what I mean? Whoever's a tweet about it, I don't give a fuck. But that Gargano. Andrade match. That's my that's my match of the year so far. Yeah, that's that is that's my easy. match of the year. In any promotion, New Japan, whatever, like they outdid themselves. Like to me, I wasn't watching Johnny Gargano versus WWE's Andrade. I was watching Johnny Gargano versus Lij La Sombra. Like it came out of him. Saturday night, that match, but Johnny wrestling, oh my fucking god! Like, like to me, the perfect introduction for him to the main roster is to have DB introduce him and bring him out. I believe from that point on, he is a made man forever. He is a made man forever. And um, so. lastly, because I don't want to chew up too much of the time, what you guys thought about the New Japan angle, like the you know the implosion of the Bullet Club and like the reuniting of the Golden Lovers, which is such a fucking weird name for two guys. Well, I, uh, they, I saw a tweet or something that said the Bullet Club is fine, so I don't know what you're talking about implosion. I like well, um, that they are a living, breathing thing, and they go through family feuds and they attack each other and this thing with Cody and uh 
between Cody and uh, Kenny. Omega has been struggling for what, like a year, like or more, like. Since last right. Yeah, it's um, it's it's fun to watch play out, and I think this this evolution of Cody's character from you know super cool uh, and collected, uh, you know. American coming over here to prove himself, like slowly to like a neurotic crazy person, has been fun to watch. Like he's he's been doing well, and so you know whenever we get that match, like hopefully that's kind of the uh, you know the anointing of Cody as um, you know as a talent, like as an international talent. Um, so we'll see. I I just like that New Japan doesn't rush angles. I like that the thing plays on. Yeah, it's, it's been fun to see. Right. Because I see, like, I mean, I foreshadow it. I see Kenny breaking away from Bullet Club and him standing out, you know, like, with a bushy, you know, as probably two of the top baby faces in Japan. Like, and I, I believe they took that U.S. title off him for a reason because I think he's going to get, um, I think he's going to get the IWGP title eventually because, you know, Okada, you know, Okada needs, I think Okada need to be on the defense for a little while because he's had the damn title so long. I think he needs to be. I, I think he needs to chase it for a little bit. Yeah, he's been champion forever. And as far as it, it, this just came in my mind, this is my last thing, and I'm um, just listening for the rest of the night, fellas. Um, do y'all see? Uh, WWE, like, trying to, you know, push that, you know, that thing on AJ as to where he's the one that breaks Punk's record as the longest modern-day, like, champion. And I'm, you know, and I'm going to listen to for the night. Yeah, man, appreciate it. Um, I'm here for that. Uh, I, It's almost like, well, they're almost there with Brock, you know, they'll probably just deal with him, but they might go, nope. This isn't the champ. We know we want to race CM Punk's name, and it doesn't. You know, people always go, but that's the Universal Champion. Um, how how far would AJ have to have to go? When did he get it? November. Right before. Yeah, so right before Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, it'd be great. I just think. Yeah, I don't think you have Nakamura win the Rumble for AJ to have a showcase match uh, and win. I just think AJ can do that against anybody. So I just think, you know, AJ's always going to be up there in the main event picture. He can also, he has that Jericho appeal to him where he can be U.S. champ if you need a U.S. champ or uh, IC champ if you need an IC champ or a tag champ. Like AJ's just you know, he has that ability to kind of mesh with anybody. I just, uh, I really think it's going to be a try as a run with Nakamura, and how long that lasts is going to depend on his first feud outside of AJ because, you know, he can't, uh, like Nakamura's got two matches that we talk about. He's got that match when he came in with, uh, with Sami Zayn, and he's got that number one contenders match with John Cena. Uh, we don't really speak about a whole lot of Nakamura singles matches, not because he's not good, because he doesn't necessarily seem motivated or he's not using the full extent of what we expect. So 
yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think AJ retains. I think Nakamura definitely wins. But um, after that, I think maybe AJ gets that kind of shot. But I don't know. Just with NXT being what it is, I just don't see a SmackDown champion being champion forever because I think they're going to try to put new guys in that role. Yeah, I actually think there's a pretty decent chance of this happening. Um, I think there's a really good chance that AJ retains against Nakamura at WrestleMania. I, I don't, I don't think at all there's any kind of uh, like people, you know, like no Nakamura has to win. I think it's just like no, that's you know, not every Rumble winner has to then go on to you know get the belt. Um, I guess the last person that that happened to was Roman Reigns. And uh, when when Seth cashed in, and everybody else, uh, well, except the Rumble that was for the title, Triple H retained mm-hmm. or won or some shit. Yeah, so won the title. So, the, uh, yeah, he won it. Yeah, Roman was the champ going in. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so corny. So I think there's a good chance that AJ AJ Styles is still champion this time next year. Because if he won it in November, obviously November 18 is, uh, you know, 365, and then you got to go another, another, uh, basically another hundred days, another three, three or so months after that. And what's the point? You might as well just have him blast through that streak, and then lose at WrestleMania at 35. Shit, rematch against Nakamura. Nakamura finally does win. <laughs> but, no, I think there's a decent chance of that happening. And I think there's a, still, again, like I said, a better chance that AJ retains at WrestleMania against Nakamura, even if he then goes on to lose it to Finn Balor at SummerSlam, which I'm still not giving up hope on. That the, the the Balor Club comes over to SmackDown in a shakeup or something, um, you know, not hitting that 400 whatever mark and breaking Punk's record. I still think there's a good chance that he be, he beats Shinsuke. Uh, and I don't think NXT has any bearing on on how long the SmackDown champion is champion. I don't think there's. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just don't uh, – I don't think any, there's too many NXT guys coming up that's going to be thrust right into that main event anyway. You know, Almas will come, to, Almas will come to SmackDown. He's not – you know, he like anybody else, I think they'd have to work their way or their way through. If, if he has to be champion for a full, I don't know, 400 days, I guess, so that would basically yeah, like be four. through this entire year, like – I don't know. When when did Drew Galloway like next come February back? or something? Like, next, yeah, like next. when did Drew Galloway come back? How popular does Rusev get? Uh, you know, he's just but but again, Cam, like, I think you're 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 thinking like in uh, with a super like like modern kind of th- way of thinking. Like, well, these guys got super over, so of course you have to give them a run with the championship. Like, no, Rusev can. Get hot and challenge AJ for the championship at a at, at a pay per view, and not win, and still be just as popular. 
if they, you know, if they keep them baby chasing. So I don't think just saying. because you got these guys coming up, Drew McIntyre, like, okay, yeah, he doesn't have to win the title. His first saying, like, time out either. There's, there's no inclination. There's, there's nothing to tell us that the plan is for AJ to be a long-term champion, so I'm not going to place odds on AJ being a long-term champion. Like, it's just yeah. not the system that, the, that they're in. Um, and, but you know, it wasn't when your, Punk had that, his run either. So. Yeah, but you have your but, – but that was also CM Punk. Is it the main event? We just don't want to put yeah, the title on Peter right now. Yeah, yeah, so he was right. he was the longest running. Right, AJ uh, has benefits or doesn't benefit. I think it's more of a benefit of the brand yeah, split. But, but he is they the main event. That's the thing. Like, AJ is the main event of of SmackDown. Like he's the biggest. He's, he's been the focal point. Um, even if it's been involved with KO and Sammy and Shane and uh, Daniel Bryan, you know he's been there. Um, but no, I just think. There's so many moving pieces that that AJ as champion being a constant, I wouldn't put a whole lot of money on it. Um, one thing we didn't talk about real quick, Travis, is the uh, the top ten system that they're implementing. I think that that's worth uh, some conversation. Yeah, I didn't read the article, and did Brian? Did they set it up yesterday, last night? Well, not yet, but basically what it is. Um, yeah, I think so. You know, the superstars are going to vote on a top ten that they're going to operate off of. Superstars themselves? Yeah. That management or or championship committee or rankings committee? Nope. That they are the committee, apparently. I mean, that's better than putting it in the hands of the fans, for sure. But I I guess it doesn't make sense. Uh, or uh, not makes it. It doesn't make a difference either because, well, they still have control over. <laughs> you know, it's not like they're going to be like, you know, uh, yeah, taking literal votes. I mean, maybe they do to keep some have some semblance of. But it'll just be like, no, the superstars voted on it, and and you know, AJ Styles is ranked number one this month, and, and you know, whoever, it's just SmackDown, right? Mm-hmm. It's just SmackDown. Just SmackDown. Okay, it's a SmackDown yeah. idea. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully they do it, you know, better than TNA did, you know, 10 years ago when they tried the same thing. And it lasted literally like three weeks. Yeah. I did not hold up <laughs> because they paid no attention to detail. Yeah, it did not hold up. Damn, he dropped Johnny right on his head, boy. Woo! And that's uh, on the finish DDT, the off the rope one. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, street clothes, uh, Candice, like, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I was not, uh, like, wrestling Candice, and that May Young thing was, maybe it's just the makeup she had on. I think she's super average. Mm-hmm. Like in every way. Like the average looking, she's an average wrestler. Like, eh. Boy, Johnny Bowler. Woke People up. <laughs> Why does Jared hate her so bad? Is it Jared or David Lee? One of them. I don't know. 
boy, Johnny was Johnny's so good. Like almost he's really good. But Johnny Johnny Gargano was so good. And them credits roll, boy, it was a wrap. You already knew what time it was. The worst thing that could happen to him is credits on the stage. Yo, his Ooh. t-shirt is fire. With the one eye or the or Chompas? Chompas. Yeah. Chompa got them. Oh, that's his knee brace. I thought he had those. I thought he had like the <laughs> the gold strap <laughs> high top. Uh, I'm gonna look at his knee brace. Uh, let's uh. Go back to hey two one five. You're getting preferential treatment. Two one five. Who's this? And I know where you're from. What up? Uh, hey, this is uh, Kyle from Philly. It's, uh, first time calling. Up, hey, hey, uh, hey nice to meet I you. know you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're uh, like Facebook friends. Yeah, yeah, we certainly are. Um, I usually, um, yeah, I usually. Uh, listen to the podcast version because I'm uh, uh, like I just got done work like an hour ago so I've only been listening to you guys for like the last 45 minutes um, okay but I, I just wanted to call in uh, something this week just because I uh, I went to uh, NXT and the Royal Rumble but I didn't really yeah. have anybody to I was going to uh, see if Wade needed like a correspondent or something but uh, you guys are my favorite show of the week so I figured I'll call you guys See if you oh, uh, wanted like yeah. an in-person perspective or anything. So yeah, tell us. Um, okay, so you went to what Rumble and what? I just went to Takeover and the Rumble. I didn't go to um, Takeover and the Rumble. TV. Okay, so yeah, because most of my questions are on that, that, especially that SmackDown crowd that was just, I think, you know, day four of that loop. Of, of the, you know, it's just. I can't really blame them, and, you know, SmackDown was okay. It was an okay show, but, um, you know, it didn't have the excitement and the buzz like that Raw had with Ronda Rousey and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, let's see. Uh, oh, so, yeah, so I assume the the, the crowd at, at, at SmackDown, or I'm sorry, at TakeOver, it came across uh, on TV, but so I assume in, in person it was, like, just a really uh, electric atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Um, the The funny thing about it is, um, like, I lived in Philly my whole life, um, and I uh, I went to the Royal Rumble in Philly. Uh, I think it was like 2014 or whenever it was. Were you there and, in '04? Uh, so <laughs> the one Ben Wild. No, 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 no. no okay. I, yeah, I. Um, uh, yeah, I, well, I was. Um, like a teenager, 2000s and early 2000s, and my my parents were like, no, <laughs> we're not spending oh, yeah, yeah. money on that shit. But, but I'm familiar yeah, yeah. with what, uh, like, a Philly crowd can be like. Um, uh, so, and I also went to take over Brooklyn a couple of years ago, and I'm familiar with what, like, a Brooklyn crowd can be like. And to be honest, it, both of those events, it, it almost felt like the crowd was like, Two thirds local, and then there were a lot of uh, out of towners. Um, so it wasn't like a like a Philly like we're gonna boo every little thing and we're gonna cheer. But it was but it was a Philly crowd when it when it popped. If you know what I mean, like sure. being from Philly, it's like we we all know what like the Vikings game 
the, like the bad stuff that Philly crowd, but there's also like a lot of passion in there. And NXT, I've never seen. Right. And we also can't pretend rest- that you can't go to every, any other fucking city with the sports teams that win or lose. Stupid shit right. happens. <laughs> right. Like, oh yeah, no, so like special in that way. And you know, they booed Santa. You know, before my mom was even born. You know, that that one time. So. Yeah, no, just a heck-easy fucking thing I couldn't even deal with, um, like, not to go off topic, but, like, a week after um, the Eagles-Vikings game, it would, like, a national, like, like, clickbait bullshit would be, like, uh, the nine times the Eagles fans were the worst. And I'd be like, oh, I'll check this out. And, like, number one would be, like, they threw snowballs at Santa Claus. It was, uh, it's just, like, Get the fuck out of here. No. <laughs> like, I'm not reading the rest of this article. Like, that's the first thing after all that, all of that footage from last week. You could have started with something that happened last week, but you go back to something yeah. in the 70s. Um, but anyway. 70s? The, NXT, Ain't no 70s, or, was, it, was, like, was it 70s? 1862. Again, I don't think my mom oh, was right, born. Was it? it was Franklin Field. Like, Wasn't it like a like a bootleg Santa too, isn't that why they booed? Like they just picked the fan out of the crowd. It wasn't even like the yeah. He was like drunk or something, or he did something stupid. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't the real Santa. Yeah, I think the real Santa didn't show up, and they were like, "Oh shit, we need." And then they picked the drunk guy. Yeah, hey guys, put this this red bathrobe (laughs) on and like, yeah, it was like such a cheesy thing, and it was like, what the hell? And snow was at their feet, and, you know, things happen. So the best thing that the takeover, it, it's like they really got all the juice out of the orange, if that makes sense. Like they really got the best of what, like, a, a Northeast crowd can bring to a wrestling show. Um, yeah. Like nobody was chanting to try to get themselves over. Uh, even well, it helps when like a, you know when the show was good and a tight two two hour twenty minute show. I mean, they were maybe they did tapings and shit uh, before, but you know a tight show with characters that are over and matches that are phenomenal. You know tends to you know not leave the crowd room to entertain themselves. Funny how that happens. Exactly. Exactly, and even the same reason think, when your uh, baseball team is. You know, 40 and 120, there's people showing up doing the wave at your goddamn games all the time. And, you know, the people who do show up. But when you're the other way, you know, you're you know, 110 and 60 or whatever, or 50, it's, it's a little, you know, people showing up, people living and dying on each pitch. I think uh, Jimmy Rollins is somewhere still wondering why. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, same with the uh, it's the funniest thing about the takeover crowd is, is in Brooklyn and in Philly, it's like that is more of a family friendly atmosphere. Even though there weren't a lot of families, like there weren't a lot of kids there, which is the funniest thing. And it's like NXT does the best job of being um, they present the best PG wrestling product I've ever I've ever seen. Like it's what do you, it's what do you mean? almost as like, it's like, well, there there were some U.K. fans at SummerSlam last year telling me, like, man, like, 
why doesn't Vince McMahon understand that, like, we want the Attitude Era back, we want, like, blood, and we want sex, that, and, like, NXT doesn't really give you, it's not, you know, it's not like they're throwing guys out to do a death match. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's no blading. I thought the they Black Hole match was a little much like this. Why is this an extreme rule or whatever? No DQ move, Rich? It just doesn't need to be that. Yeah, so, yeah. have you seen a DQ in an NXT match? Like, I don't recall ever um, seeing one. I think Nikki Cross and Austin? I'm sure it led. I, uh, okay, I can't think of okay. one either because, I mean, whatever, we've seen a million and that NXT matches. The last one is standing. It probably, yeah. even if it was a random DQ on TV, not even like a special. Uh, it probably led to something. It probably made a lot of sense. It probably went with the character who got DQ's character. <laughs> and the next week or two weeks later, they probably resolved that. You know, they probably took care of it and paid it off. Yeah. And that's why you don't remember, because you weren't like, fucking bitch-ass DQ. You know, it just was something a part of an ongoing story that just made sense, so you weren't, like, outraged or... You know, faintly or or a lot. So, yeah, I think that's why. And they were probably doing, you know, ex- Philadelphia. Let's have an extreme rules match. And I like who they picked because, you know, if you put Adam Cole and Alistair Black in a time machine back to when ECW was hot, they would have fit. You can't pick a two guys that would have fit more seemingly on ECW TV than those two. In my seamlessly. But, no, I mean, I think Black fits because of his look and the fact that, you know, he throws those kicks and, and things like that. Um, I, I, Adam Cole, I mean, his personality, I think he's going to keep me over. And, you know, mm-hmm. most eras, you know, for, especially, you know, ones that are friendly to guys his size. So, um, yeah, I don't think that's a stretch to say that they fit, you know, in, in, in the attitude there. And also, whoever that fan was, tell Vince we want the Attitude Air back. Well, speak for yourself, buddy. I don't want that shit back. Yeah, I do not. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, you don't speak for all of us. Like, don't tell Vince that right. shit. Please. Right. <laughs> that would be the one like... thing. That would be, oh, Vince like, starts listening to the, you know, the one wrong fan. If you want to give me, like, 2002, like, I, we can talk. You know, just talent everywhere, crazy matches. You know, if you want to do that, 2002, 2003, like, that's cool. I'm with that. We can have a conversation. But, yeah, no. Attitude era, like, I don't need to see, like, I can't, I'm 32. I can't know the things I know about how women are treated and want the attitude era back. <laughs> like. That's awesome. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, brain damage and shit. Like. Yeah, it's tough watching the old stuff. Like a lot of those old ECWs and stuff. She's like, I, 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 I can't watch. That. I'll watch <laughs> like your Dean Malenko's and your Eddie Guerrero's and your Flash Funk. Like those ECW matches, I'll watch because those were, you know, like um, a high-profile NXT match. Now, like it's the athleticism and catches catch can and you know all that. But I don't yeah, miss me with. People falling on their heads and putting your grandma through tables and brawn panties matches. Like, nah, I'm good on that, man. Like, I'm cool. Brawn panties uh, matches, though, Cam. It's, it's empowering. Come on, man. 
Yeah. The one thing I think the ECW crowd and it's it's carried over into this generation that is doesn't get enough appreciation for is uh as much as they pop for, you know, people stapling their head with a staple gun, you you could put they understood what good wrestling was. Like you put Milanko and Eddie Guerrero in a match mm-hmm. and they'll respect it. And that I almost felt like was what happened in the main event. There was a there was a pop I've never seen I had to go back and watch it to see if it, it if it came off like it did was um it was a there was like an exchange and then a near fall and it was too early for Gargano to lose. Like you probably thought he was gonna kick out, but it was kinda like a oh uh, one, two, oh he kicked out and then there was like a second of like silence and then it was like claps led to cheers led to every, everybody just stood up like both guys were just laying dead in the ring and it it was I, it was like the entire arena came to an epiphany of like this match is fucking awesome it was like the weirdest right. time the pop just like, <laughs> like filled at the same like, time like what everybody had yeah, the same yeah we all like looked around and was like are we all seeing the same thing because this is great, and that wasn't even like the biggest pop of the of the match. The biggest pop right, came it was after still like he hit fifteen minutes left he... in his match <laughs> at that point. Um, but yeah, that was that was uh, just I, I don't like I, I left feeling like like lucky. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I I felt really lucky just to be there and for that to happen. It's like in front of my own eyes. Was that was the coolest part? That's a that's a heck of a feeling. <laughs> I mean, I, I I wish you know. I hope I, I you know. I, I, and at this point, I don't think it's it's all hype. It's like, are we going to be feeling like that at the end of Black Panther in two weeks, Cam? Like walking out, like wow, I, I feel I'm privileged to have been a part of, you know, especially what we're going to be able to do. But just that experience of having that movie just be <clears throat> unapologetically, you know, Black Panther. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna we're gonna be happy coming out of it to get you know to say that you know we we built up to this and they took time to make this of a certain quality. Like yeah, I, I think it's gonna be an appreciation. I also think that Tyler Bate is 21 years old and his legs are the size of most people's waist, and gosh, he's got a good future in front of him if he stays healthy. Like, yeah, kid's really good. Still be the UK and never wear knee pads. Yeah, like ne- never wear knee pads. Just be this huge leg kid who's crazy strong. Um, Why I isn't he should him, still be the, the one year going this January last year? Yeah, UK champion. No, he shouldn't because Instead as great as, as many good things I say about Tyler Bate, he's still not as good as Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn's amazing. No, he's better. Than right. No, at, at what? <laughs> at what? Life. Like being a baby face, sure. Being a good, being a human but, being. But that's that's a detriment. <laughs> that's, <you're not> <laughs> <laughs> right? Like Pete Dunn fucking completely voided himself, and that's why he's successful. That's why he's a champion. Yeah. yeah. So he literally right, dropped his soul off to pick up the title. Fuck that guy. Don't be a stranger. Oh yeah, no problem. Thanks for letting me on. Go, Bird. Talk to you, man.
Kyle from Philly. Let's uh, keep it moving. Uh, let's. Uh, who's been hanging on the longest? And I wish we had more time for you, Kyle. Um, yeah, because I'm sure he has like a bunch of great stories and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's see, I can do these goddamn calls in the next ten minutes. And yeah, uh, email, Kyle. Um, let us know about your experience. Yeah, especially since love you're, you're usually working. You know, yeah. during the lot when we're on live, and you listen the next day. Yeah, hit us up on the email, and uh, yeah, be a part of the show. When, when you do. So, okay, let's uh, try to briskly uh, get through these next calls here. Let's uh, let's go to 864. Uh, I feel like I should know who this is, but I don't. What up? 864, who's this? Where are you from? Yeah, you should know who this is. This is Charles from Myrtle Beach. What's going on? What's, What's going on, man? How's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. But I, I know we ain't got a lot of time, so I'll be real quick. You know, I know you hate the Cowboys, and you know I hate the Eagles, but I sure hope y'all win this game this weekend because I don't want to live in a world with the Patriots winning six championships. I just can't do it. Listen. So whatever y'all need listen, to do, I was, if y'all need – what? Listen, I was in whatever the Buckies yesterday, and, I'm, you know, I've been wearing my Eagles hat the last two weeks, and, and the homie asked, he came up, and he was like, you know – uh, he basically said the same thing as, as you, and I was like, if I was in the same situation, like if it was y'all, because he was a Cowboys fan, I was like, if it was if it was the Cowboys in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, I would be torn. I don't know if it would be as easy for me uh, to call up as a Cowboys fan and go, oh, I hope y'all beat the Patriots. I, 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 number one, I don't give a fuck about them breaking y'all bitch ass record for Super Bowls or tying it or whatever they're gonna do. That I don't that's so that's not a motivation. I think I hate I, th- I hate the Cowboys more than I hate the Patriots. Just I, and I hate the Patriots. But for different reasons. I hate the Cowboys because they're no, they are both horrible and all that. But yeah, no, I mm, that would be tough. <laughs> you you better than me, I think, Charles. <laughs> See I don't like honestly I don't even hate the Eagles. The only Team in the NFC East that I actually despise would be the Redskins. So it was the hey, Redskins and the man. Patriots. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. But Eagles, hey, hey, hey. y'all deserve to get one. Calls. Be cool, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got it. See, yeah, that's how you know the hate on that from your end. Ain't right? no deserve to get one. I'd be like, I hope y'all never get one. <laughs> I wish y'all could, we could retroactively take y'all Super Bowls. And that's fine. Give them to somebody else. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Get the Browns one. <laughs> Get that in the 70s. Give it to them. Yeah. All right. Hey, I'm gonna, yeah. um, I'll just say one, one more thing so y'all can get to another call. Um, I feel all these people that want to say, oh, we want the Attitude Era to come back. Like, you, they don't really want the Attitude Era to come back. We just want the boobs and stuff. Like, all the porn and stuff you can watch on the internet like you don't really want you don't really want it back you kind of have that nostalgia yeah a month in they'd be like a month into the it's like they were like look attitude air is back four weeks into that shit we'd be like every match is a run-in there are no clean finishes finishes i hate this bring back the Mm -hmm. non-attitude air it'd be good it'd be horrible there was a, it's a reason why that word, it was 20, 50 years. It was the entire history of wrestling 
of history behind then they had then complete and utter chaos and upheaval and change well you you can't just simulate you know eighty years worth of wrestling business <laughs> you know you can't simulate territories and 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 kayfabe and dying and dirt sheets coming to prominence like you can't the internet being in its infancy you can't like all that stuff came came together and Jerry Springer being like the number one shit. People done with that kind of shit now. Like that's, you know, like eh, the shock stuff, shock, shock stuff ain't like popping like it used to be. And the reason it popped back then, because it was, we were, you know, you know, because it was new. It was shocking. It's not shocking anymore. <clears throat> the same reason why the Simpsons had to go away from Bart Simpson being the, 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 the focal point, because nobody's like shocked anymore that a kid said damn or hell. They go, wow! I wish my kid only said "damn" in hell, right? <laughs> you know, like it was like, no, I can't shock people anymore with that. So make Homer make the day you can do more with him, make him the focal point. So anyway, appreciate the call, uh, Charles. Uh, don't be a stranger. And moving on to Willis in D.C. Uh, Willis, what's happening? What up? Hey, nothing much. I got my ticket for SummerSlam today. Very nice. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's, it's, I assume it's in Brooklyn, again, right? Yeah, it's in Brooklyn, and I hopefully since um, WrestleMania is going to be in um, New Jersey next year, I'm going to go first WrestleMania, so I don't have to go too far. I don't have to get on no mm-hmm. plane to go to WrestleMania, so hopefully. But the only thing I got was everybody was scared that Nakamura was going to get thrown out the ring by Roman, and we was going to get the, a goddamn ride in rest, at the wrestling match because them silly fans were already hyped up from the football game a couple of days ago. I could have seen them going in the ring and try to beat that man's ass in the middle of the damn show. Nah, not that. No, it's 2018. You know, maybe if this was that attitude here in Philly crowd, they, they, you know, they might be crazy enough to do something like that. But, boy, I, I was worried there at the end. Like, could you imagine if they brought us all this way and booked it like this just to then still give us, like, Roman Ray, it's Roman. Because <laughs> I already felt some kind of way when the way they, uh, I did not like the way that, that, that Balor got eliminated. Like, I took that kind of personally, like, mother, like, oh, really? Y'all doing like that? Uh, I thought the one of the best eliminations of the night was when the Bellas uh, took out Sasha Banks. Like, that was so clever and just yep. so perfect. And Sasha's reaction, like, you bitches. Like, I can't believe. I think she looked like, I should have known. I yep. should have known. <laughs> Uh, and one more thing so, before y'all let me go, yeah. I feel like that for some reason I got a feeling that um, John Cena gonna come out and win the em- elimination chamber, and they gonna change it around. It's gonna be John Cena versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 35, so Cena can get that Universal title, so it could be his um, 17 title reign. 17. Yeah. <sighs> I would hope, but I said this was 16, I would hope that they would make that a lot more special and build to it because it's a big deal. And I hated how they, you know, had Cena beat 
AJ just turn around and lose it to Bray Wyatt. Um, yeah, that would be. I would not be happy with that. Just not because it's John Cena, or not because it's Cena, but because ain't nobody who wants to see Cena Lesnar again. Like, okay. Who wants to yeah. see? I hope you're wrong. I don't think that's gonna happen. But who wants to see fucking Roman and Cena again? I mean, Roman and um, Brock Lesnar again. Nobody wants to see that shit either, so we stuck either no, way. No, you don't want to see it, Willis. Yeah, right. Willis. It's a lot. Of... Ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. <laughs> uh, uh, I thought we were going to talk to... Um, you put a damn special request in to talk to Boris, but... Maybe that's him at the bottom, but but they don't have his hand up. Is that you, Boris? Seven seven three. If you want to talk to me, I get your hand up. So um, two one nine doesn't have their hand up. There's Rich. All right. All right, Boris. Uh, what up? You got like two minutes. I think Cam had maybe some specific questions. Um, well, uh, I was just I was listening. It's just the time, and I just happened to be jailbreaking me a PlayStation Three, and I had my emulators <laughs> right now, so I was enjoying the show. Wow! I jailbreaking, jailbreaking, jailbreaking my PlayStation Three. Huh? Why are you doing this? Why is this happening right now? Because I that's because this is one of the devices I never jailbroke yet, and they just sprung <laughs> out the update to allow you to jailbreak it in in this in, in twenty eighteen. So, you know what I'm saying? It was difficult. What? I'm sorry. I'm a geek, man. I'm a nerd. My shit died in October. If it didn't, I'd probably be like, you need to send me them them instructions. (laughs) But, yeah. These are things I do. I tinker all day after work. Morris, what what was your biggest issue with the the Royal Rumble? What what was your biggest problem? What was your biggest problem with the Royal Rumble? I don't even remember. Uh, if you if you kind of if you kind of listen to my voice a little bit, you know I was a few under, you know what I mean, okay. shots and stuff like that. So don't, don't really on a good night like that, do not take me that serious. Oh. He's blaming it on the alcohol. alcohol. Come you know, on, seriously. You know I, I'm not saying nothing to offend nothing. I'm just in the moment, and I oh, really. Oh but a, a overall, I enjoyed the women the most. I'm sorry. Okay. I said so. So, so a few days removed, you're you're a bit higher on the uh, on, on the show than you might have been initially. I I, I really Maybe. I didn't really think about it like that, but <laughs> I do have to uh, go back and uh, check out the NXT because I you know I didn't get a chance to watch that. I was busy okay. that day too. You know, studying my. All right. Well, it sounds like Boris had 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 a had a. A tremendous, uh, you know, drinking and wrestling weekend. Uh, yeah. One day I want to go to him and get like his his, his opinion. Oh, well, I don't really have an opinion anymore. Okay, well, yeah. moving on. Morris, um, right, enjoy jailbreaking uh, your PlayStation Three. Yeah, have fun. Yeah, have fun. Um, uh, let's bring Darrell on and wrap this show up. Darrell, wow. what's happening? Oh, shit, we got What's going on, Trav? What's going much, on, Cam? Yo. Not too much, man. Getting ready. You know, this starting getting ready for my birthday week, 10-day week, I guess. Jailbreaking your 
Nintendo Wii? Why would I jailbreak anything that's about two generations too old? So <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's why you jailbreak. I'm just poking fun. I'm just poking fun, man. That's how. That's who I am. You know, I say whatever comes to the top of my dome. No offense, Boris. Blame it on the alcohol, man. <laughs> that stuff he said, the Greg Parks was hilarious. He was silly, stupid. He told Greg he was long-winded after he had just talked for five minutes. Hilarious, stupid. <laughs> hilarious, stupid. He shot, he shot Greg so bad that Greg just had to stop and say, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I thought that was a good. I thought that was a good um explanation, but okay. that is how that happened. <laughs> uh, That's when you get the phone slammed in your face right there. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you really couldn't have no complaints after everything that board's been screaming about for the past four years. They they give it to you finally. No matter how you don't like the ending, if you don't like Ronda coming out there, so so what? You got a historic moment. I say two minorities, but it's two yellow people, two people from uh, Japan, you know what I'm saying, winning the Rumble. You would never think that happened. Would happen in any time in Vince McMahon's lifetime of running the show. So I I looked at it as that right there. I don't um, understand the complaints about Ronda Rousey coming in, making the women rumble go on last. I don't understand that. The same people who be complaining about her taking the spot are the same people busting out the beach balls and hitting them around and saying mm-hmm. we should have, we should have, we should be able to enjoy ourselves. So don't get mad when your favorite superstar doesn't get. Um, what you feel like they should because you out there enjoying yourself. So enjoy while they sit on the sideline or not being pushed. Continue to enjoy yourself. That's just real, being real with them. But, you know, but I'm happy um, getting ready for these next two days of NXT taping and the ATL, baby. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, yeah, I went to the last one. I'm okay. going to these two. That what made me so hot on uh, Velveteen Dream because, you know, watching him versus Johnny in person was awesome. So, can't wait for these next two days and go up there, see how stuff is. I can keep my mouth closed until they each come out on TV. Well, so you that can usually have quick. Oh, yeah, I didn't have the spoilers up so quick this last time. Not the last time I got you. Yeah. Only thing I said is, hey, Velveteen Dream is the man. I don't think nothing yeah. was wrong with that. I like this promo uh, that they cut tonight. They get all the kind of post-show promos on NXT, the post-takeover uh, promo. Yeah, he's, the kid's got a shot, man. He really does. Yeah. True, true, true. Um, and Cam, I ha- disagree with you on, on Sasha being the MVP. I know she was in there for 50, 50 some odd minutes, but you know, I don't think she had like 
big moments. A big moment I remember her is throwing Bailey out after they eliminated somebody, but that's about it. And her trying I mean, to team up with the Bellas. She, she was just career. there. I mean, she was there for 55 straight minutes, like, involved in a ton. Like, maybe not eliminating a bunch of people, but she was in her. She was, she had spots and moments with most of the important folks and, you know, had her fair share of, of eliminations and good, you know, memorable eliminations like the Bailey one and then her, her own. And, yeah, she was there from start to finish. I mean... She was great. I just think the linchpin of the of the Rumble Women Rumble was how they sprinkled in the old wrestlers, the old women wrestlers, and how they sprinkled oh, yeah. in what they did when they came in. They did it very good. Because a lot of people was interested in seeing, damn, I wonder how she looked. Tori Wilson, damn, she she still looked young, but that don't look like Tori Wilson of a few years ago though. Like, did she have work done or something? Or? She still got the long. She still got the body of Tori, but the face. Nah, she's like super fitness guru YouTube mm-hmm. lady now. So yeah, her body's gonna be right. Then Michelle and she McCool was going out with A Rod for a while. Undertaker. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed that Michelle McCool's still in as good as good a shape as she's in. Um, yeah, she. I mean, about that playing the Undertaker like genetically, role. like. This, it's, she's like probably has to try the least as far as the looks like being skinny. That's really what I'm getting at. Not mm. like staying court. But like she and always. And for some reason, she looked taller. Yeah. She looked taller than me. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. yeah she looked <laughs> so taller. Like she got, he does make her look tall. Yeah. yeah I didn't know she looked like she got I didn't know she was taller. Right. She's always. Uh huh. Well, yeah. And so, you know, I enjoy I enjoy that. I enjoy Oscar winning. Um, Oscar saved um, Sasha Life with that kick. Helped her um, be oh, able yeah. to uh, adjust well, her. I, you, think that, you, think, you think so? You don't think that just... Yes, the force from that kick saved Sasha Life. Sasha got caught up twice in the ropes before she even caught that kick and saved right. her life. Right, I think because, because she, I think the fact that she got first. caught up twice... It correct, not corrected, but it corrected the trajectory that the first, you know, uh, uh, you know, was going to was sending her on. I just think the not that you're wrong. I just didn't put as much. I didn't think the kick, which I didn't even wasn't even sure it landed, had a ton to do with. I think it was just the luck of the fucking draw. Like she's just lucky. That's all. Whether it was because I could of the put kick a steel, or... steel photo on her Instagram of the kick, and you can see where it connects, and it helps um, Sasha be able to adjust herself so she could fall all right. No, it was, when she, when it was the hit the rope, body and momentum could adjust itself. It was there was no conscious thought. <laughs> it was all just bang, bang, boom, boom, and hey, no broken neck. Yeah, because when her when her feet caught the ropes. It, it was like it was swinging her quicker to go down and maybe even hit the side of the ring while her neck and stuff um, probably break or snap or whatever on the floor because it was about to be vicious. She had a few of these. I think she's had a few of those. Where you just she like, need to stop doing that. They all and need to stop. You gonna turn her heel? The move is just too gonna, too too is too overdone to be 
begin with. Yeah. And it's not special, and it's dangerous. And for something to be put that potentially that potentially that dangerous should 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 not be done three times a show, which it seems like it is these days. It has been for a long True. time. Dean Ambrose isn't around, so it seems like maybe it's it's not. <laughs> we don't get as many because you definitely get like four or five of them. But to me, but the yeah, biggest yeah, part of that thing. weekend was NXT, man, and just now you're seeing all the talent that they're bringing in with EC3, Ricochet, War Machine, Candice LeRae, the talent that they already got there that haven't even came up yet. Um, almost um, showing that he's the top on top of the heat. Johnny Gargano showing that he's on top of the heat. And right now, those two guys look like the top of the top and everybody coming up for them. And how that match didn't bury anybody. It helped both guys get over even more than what they were before they left them, before they got into that match. Amazing. Um, my question to you guys would be, I know this might sound crazy, but should NXT think about going to 90 minutes no. or maybe even two hours just because of nope. all the talent? And it, nope. it might be a while before you get Absolutely called up. Absolutely not. Uh-uh. <laughs> I think the one hour is good. I think I think not being overexposed is good. Um, yeah, I would stick with the, with the one hour. All it takes is one one round of call ups, and and uh, thanks for the call, Darrell. But it's just going to take one round of call ups. <laughs> Remember what that women's division was like? Uh, uh, this time was it this time last year? You know, it was you know Oscar feuding with Billy in the cage for like three months because they had shit else for her to do because everybody else uh, left. So no, 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 no. So, okay, let's read this uh, last email here. Uh, Jabron, well, last non-VIP email. Uh, Jabron from Vegas chimes in. What up, fellas? Two questions for y'all this week. <clears throat> if I'm remembering correctly, y'all went to WrestleMania in Dallas. Uh, I want to know how y'all experience was at the show, uh, given the fact that it was at a stadium. I ask because we now because we now know where the Rumble next year is going to be. It's going to be in Arizona in the Diamondback Stadium, and I'm thinking about going, excuse me, because it's the only. It's only a few hours away from Vegas. But what has me a little hesitant about going is because every time they do a show at these big stadiums, I always think how hard it is to see what's going on if you're not really close or high enough to see, uh, see well, but not in the nosebleeds. I uh, just wanted to know y'all thoughts and y'all thoughts. The tickets aren't on sale just yet, uh, but just trying to see if you're from y'all viewpoint. Yeah, man, we were close, like relatively mm-hmm. speaking, how gigantic that stadium is, and we were still far away. I watched a ton of of the matches on the big screen. Looking up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, also, it was a boring WrestleMania. It wasn't that fun. There is that. Um, the matches that I looked forward to the most, <laughs> you know, like Lesnar, uh, uh, Dane, and you know, they just didn't deliver. And then the main event didn't deliver. And it was like a seven-hour experience. All of that's true. 
and I was worried if security was going to come and, uh, and arrest us because Cam was uh, committing grand larceny throughout the stadium. There's also that. And 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 and, and harassing people for body slam pictures. <laughs> and there's that too. And these are all facts. Um, but no, I, I to me, like the, the the environment was 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 just fine. Um, it, you know, the show had its issues, but no, um, like we've. You know, I think every time we've gone, it's been at a stadium, uh, MetLife Stadium. Uh, when I went to Miami, that was the stadium. So don't let the uh, the size or anything. Oh, yeah, and then uh, New Orleans was a stadium. That was fucking fantastic. Yeah, and I was in the damn press the box, and that's, you know, way up. That's technically yeah, that's as nosebleed as it's going to get. Mm-hmm. But we also had the uh, – we had a bunch of TVs lined, and so we got to hear the commentary. So that helped. Um, yeah, don't look at the And then in Dallas, yeah. It'll still be good. Um, yeah, I uh, think, you know, it doesn't need to be a basketball arena per se. Um, yeah, they typically have to set up pretty well. And the thing is, you got to understand Jerry World, is it's a different animal than uh, they're the most places, even a baseball stadium. Like, it's just the way that thing is set up, it's just, uh, it's supposed to feel like you're in a big place. If that makes sense, so no, I'm sure the the, the rumble is going to be just fine. They they do a pretty good job setting up. That place is just so big and interestingly set that I think it creates a bit of a different situation. But but no, um, yeah, for football, yeah, it's probably tremendous. Like, and I've seen football there, but... and it is because of how the uh, because of how you made to look down and how the screen set up. Football's a lot of fun there. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, the rumble will be a good time. Brian's second question. Now that we have seen the women's seen the women in the Hell in a Cell, Royal Rumble, and now Elimination Chamber match, right? We didn't talk about that. That's uh, come on. Like, do, do, I don't want to be, mis- you know, because <laughs> I'm total opposite. I don't want to be that guy on the internet because <laughs> I complain about these people. What? Oh, I saw somebody in in wrestling. She's like an indie indie chick. You know, why do they got to be, oh, they're bringing back the last great American superhero. It's like a show from, like, the 70s, and they're recasting the lead as a female. Why they always why they got to be changing everything and making people women or minorities or, you know. But mm-hmm. let's face like, they don't, you don't have to give the, like, they don't, it's not a, necess, a necessity, like, they don't all of a sudden have, well, if the men do it, we got to give the women one. Like, no, no, no. Pick your spots. Does it make sense? Does Raw have six women non six women contenders that could that could make that thing good? Yeah. You know, I mean, Oscar's got a shot, so why does she need to be in well, the elimination chamber? I mean, you have Sasha Bailey, Nia Jax. Um... So there's three good ones, and then you probably have you probably have Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville and Dana Brooke, and that's probably your six. Okay. So like one in the hat, like one good one. <laughs> if you smush all three of them together. <laughs> yeah, I, think, yeah, I, I mean, I guess, but I just think I just don't want them to get caught up in the well. We got we've set the precedent. Now we've got to – I'm worried about next year. Is there a 30-woman rumble every year now? I don't yeah. think you can sustain that. Like, 
Candice Michelle, is she going to get the call up this year or next year for the to be the Rumble legend that comes back? And again, the, what happens in 2020? <laughs> I mean, they had what? Yeah, I think there were eight. Is that it was eight or nine uh, surprises? So hopefully, a year from now, you'll get one or two of those in everybody else's main roster. Hopefully, our main roster in NXT, I should say. Yeah. Or maybe like your surprises, or maybe you can then do what I guess they got like um, I guess they get like like uh, Ember Moon, but then mm-hmm. like a like a like a Bianca Belair or somebody like somebody that you're anticipating, you know, uh, coming up or something like the men get like oh this new guy this newcomer or this up and coming whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you'll be fine. I mean, it's it's really the experience. It's the show. If the show is good, it does. It's not going to matter. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like WrestleMania in Dallas. The show because the show was corny. Mm-hmm. I didn't particularly like WrestleMania in New York in New Jersey because the show was corny. I loved WrestleMania in New Orleans because the show was great, or uh, the show was good and had a great goddamn main event. You know, yeah. So, all right, appreciate that, Jabron. So, yeah, so that does it for us this week. Um, uh, yeah, nobody else put their hand up. Good. Uh, so, yeah, that does it for us. Uh, we'll get at y'all uh, next week. Uh, you free folks, you live listeners, and uh, and, and and free listeners. Um, that's it for us this week. Uh, tune in next week, same time, same channel. You VIP folks, click over. Me and Rich will be back with uh, another hour or so of VIP uh, talk. Probably get into. I want to talk a little bit about that Black Panther premiere and uh, just what that portends and the implications of that and that. And probably the the, the Ant Man and the Wasp trailer. Do you know? And and if you don't, I, I'm definitely going to ask Rich if the Wasp in the movie is Janet or Nadia. It's Janet. It is okay. I, I, I mean, I figured, but yeah. You, you haven't seen the okay. first Ant Man yet? Yeah. What that final it. scene when he's uh? Well, no, I mean. It's the female lead from the first one. Uh, yeah, maybe I just need to go back and watch Ant Man. Re yeah. familiar. It's one of my favorite one of my favorite ones. Yeah, I don't remember that part. So, um, yeah. So uh, I'm excited. So we'll talk about all that kind of stuff and uh, yeah, just tune in, click over. Uh, so yeah, appreciate everybody's time and energy and phone calls and emails and co-hosting ships. So, get at y'all next week. That's Cam. I'm Trav. We out. Later, guys.